we're back. We're somewhat recovered from DNC. Myself and Tony over there. What's up, Tony? Uh, we got we got Max in the house who's eager to talk. He hasn't talked for a while. So yeah. you know what? We're not even gonna this this podcast is all about DNC. So with that said, let's drop that intro and get to talking about a great race that it was. indeed yes indeed uh welcome to episode number 173 i think this is 173 it's been so long since you recorded one so i believe it's episode 173 nitro is the glory but e-buggy pays the bills but nitro was definitely the glory at the dirt nitro challenge 2022 we are here to talk about it we got my boy clinic rc tony and his wife who i met finally over there and uh, Maximus Mortimus, he's down here to talk about a little bit of stuff. Uh, we got home. Actually, you're looking less homeless today, Max. You know, you're looking kind of, <laughs> you know, new hoodie. The gray hoodie makes you very homeless. Like, you know what I yeah, mean? I guess that the gray color is like the homeless color. Yeah. If yeah. homelessness was what you was going for, then gray is where you want to <laughs> go. I mean, I'm wearing gray now, too. Uh, but thank you guys for joining. It's a Sunday afternoon. We're chilling. Uh Max has got a bunch of snow. Tony's got a bunch of snow. I have a bunch of water. We all had some natural type of disaster <laughs> happen to us in the last couple of days, too. It's crazy. Yeah. Yep. Country yeah, yeah. 40 kilometers from my from my house is going to war, uh, too. Exactly. Yeah. yeah you got, you got Russia <laughs> next to you. Tony had hail yesterday and then had snow today. Yep. Uh, I had my front yard flood out, almost had my house get flooded. I was enough water in my yard to drive a, my jet boat. That's how crazy <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, posted a video too. It's, yeah. It looked cool. Yeah, until I, I scratched it. I kind of ran it up on the rocks and hit the gate a couple of times. But it's pretty tough. It's meant to do all that type of stuff. It's meant to bounce off rocks and all that there. So anyway, guys, um, we're back. We're here to, chat, we're to talk about DNC. It was a great event. Uh, before I do it, I'd like to say thank you to everybody who uh, supported us and uh, uh, shared our pod, uh, shared what we did over the over the DNC uh, trip. Uh, we got a lot of views on YouTube. I put a lot of stuff on YouTube. I kind of focused on YouTube this time, and we got a lot of views. I think we're almost up to 2,000 subs, so thank you. Keep hitting that sub button. 
people liked what I done. I had a blast. I enjoyed it. So I'll talk more about that in a minute. But uh, thank you to everybody that shared and enjoyed this. Uh, we can't do it without you. Shout out to the NNRC squad around the world. Shout out to the patrons of the NNRC. I can't do it without you. I think that's Max Kraken. I'm going to mute him. Uh, and uh, thank you to you guys. If you wish to be a patron, you can. The link for that is in the written description of this podcast. And shout out to the awesome sponsors that helped me get up there. They were High Tech, TZO Tires, and Invisible Speed. And now this is a regular podcast, so I'd like to also shout out to our other sponsors, which are TNR Fuels, Beach RC, Techno RC, Lugs Racing Tires, Mayako, JQSM, G-Spec RC Tuning, Papa Willie's Traction Tonic, Racecraft USA, Clinic RC, got my hat, JTP RC, RCGP, House of RC, shout out to my boys, RC Kevin, and uh, all the drivers that support us. What's up to you guys? Yeah, DNC dudes. Uh, DNC was awesome. I, 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 I just going to get that right off the bat, Max. Uh, I think I'm going to say this. I haven't had this much fun at a race in quite some time. Uh, I think also I can compare it when I went to my first DNC, excuse me, which was very exciting for me because I never been to a race like this. Uh, I didn't have that feeling for this race. But I had a, I had, I really enjoyed it more than I did in past years, and maybe that was because I was kind of just on the outside, not on the outside, but I was just observing the whole time. No, no real responsibilities. Just do my thing, do what I had to do, and man, I had a blast. I met so many people. I watched so much racing, dude. I st- I literally stood up and watched racing for hours on end, and it was long days and all that type of stuff. But man, I had fun. I had a lot of fun. That's, I'm going to say that right off the bat before I go on any further. How about you, Tony? Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty crazy. We got there early. Uh, <clears throat> I think we were there a day before you guys came. <clears throat> and we were just kind of doing some wrenching, hanging out, checked out the track, and kind of planned like where we were going to be for the event. Um, yeah. It was pretty, uh, pretty good. Uh, I had some of our old friends pitting with us and hadn't seen these guys in, you know, 10 plus years. So it was, it was pretty cool. I mean, I think I ran just the right amount of classes to where I was racing both days, all day, but there was enough time in between where we were goofing off. And Mm -hmm. I know you walked in on a couple of our... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you was busy too though you was busy I, yeah every time i saw you was tuning somebody's car or or pitting somebody or helping somebody so and then uh vicky was super busy dude max dude if it wasn't for vicky uh and tony i would have starved at this race like they had coffee <laughs> for me uh food like she would like come over and get a sandwich she made this big giant sandwich and fruit and snacks and more coffee and wow and a- she She's the RC mom out there, you know, yeah. She, yeah. before we leave, we make lists of everything and, Dude. you know, all our supplies and food and drinks. And, and luckily I got this trailer project done to where it was awesome. It, it, we had power, we set up all of our, you know, coffee inside and it made it really comfortable. Yeah. yeah. It was, it was nice. Yeah. It did because we weren't the... stopping. How Go is ahead, the Max. facility there? Is the is the is it like Fear Farm where it's 
it's kind of there, but there's still no. nothing? Or is it like, how is it? Have they there's a facility there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's actually a facility here. Uh, okay, so the one, let's get into that. First off, uh, it's it's. I think this is probably better than Fur Farm and all those places because you have asphalt, you know? So yeah, yeah it, you have asphalt, you have running water, you have bathrooms, the porta potties are close by. Uh, they had a good bunch of porta potties. They were clean. You have a whole bunch of other bathrooms that ain't too clean that you can use as well. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a it's a county fairgrounds. Yeah. So yeah, the facility the track itself is in is like a rodeo area with with fences around it, and so there's parking right near right next to the track. Mm -hmm. And that's the the main area there is is all asphalt, and then they have separate areas that are all grass for all the RVs. So all the areas were completely full by yep. Wednesday. I mean, it was it was literally a little city. There yep. was there, it was crazy. You know, uh, it was nuts with the with the race with almost a thousand entries. I figured there's probably between two and three thousand people there because every person who enters a class has you know their family and friends and kids and wives and you know there there were it was there was a lot of families there but uh dude it was so full everywhere yeah, it was crazy yeah. yeah that's why we got out of there so quick sunday what because i was like man if we stick around for the mains it'll take hours to get out of here like like a concert almost like leaving a big concert yeah. or a big soccer match like we gotta we gotta get out of here and we watched it from the hotel yeah yeah i so i think for me also max it's like <laughs> this time i also went in a few days early and kind of like what we did in 2018 mm -hmm. so we went to do so we didn't get to santa barbara but we got to like revelation we went to revelation for two days i think and so you got to do some testing and see all of that and you know see all the inside stuff which uh, I think Joseph and I, because we're going to talk about it too ne next week, we'll talk about more about that. But I got to see a lot of that and just observe. I was also staying with, uh, it was like the first days we was, there was me, Joseph, Mike Hill, Ronafalk, his dad, Adrian Per, which is the, uh, the you know, his photographer, yeah. the guy who was there at RCGP, and Alex. So it, and we're all in this five-bedroom Airbnb and Chino, right? It's nice. So, you know, me and Mike were kind of sharing a room. Joseph had a room, but Joseph was going to stay with Greg come start the race. He was staying in the trailer. So once that happened, I got my own bed and that was comfortable, but it was 45 minutes away. So it was like a hole every, every morning, you know, get up, get up at six, leave at seven, be there for eight. Or some, some days we had to go earlier. We, the kind of last couple of days we came a little later. Uh, but there was no stopping in between, you know, it was like one vehicle we all crammed into and we went there. So it yeah. was like, um, it was fun. It was like old school, getting together, everybody on a budget, staying in a place together, yeah, sharing a vehicle. I gotta be, I gotta be honest, being, being a guy who has traveled to a lot of races, uh, the most fun I always have is when you get an apartment with your buddies. So like yeah. the few of the euros we've gone to, like all of the Finnish guys have stayed at apartments, like 10, 10 people, around 10, 10 to 15 people, and you rent a big house and you all stay there. 
like that's mm-hmm. the most fun because you don't have to worry about like nighttime you can wrench you can hang out hang out with people cook some dinner you, you're not like at a hotel where everyone has their room and it's sort of like you're there but you're not really there i think that's sort of so like that's the best way to travel to an rc race obviously if you have a trailer or a caravan being at the track is 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 also good uh i really like that too but i think if people people who travel to these big races if you if you're going there with a few friends definitely do that because that's even yeah. though if you might have to drive a bit more or whatever it's still so much more worth it yeah i enjoyed it you know being on the inside yeah. uh, hanging around these guys seeing how they work you know how they work together for so long uh and I, I like i had fun i mean obviously if you have a wife or a significant other you can't do this but it was all dudes and it was like yeah like being back in yeah, high school you can do that again. that's some guys do more more adventurous but you can definitely <laughs> do that all right <laughs> yeah but uh that was that was kind of our situation uh we went uh i met tony i think tuesday we came to set up tents and all that stuff so we set up uh and it it just kind of it set up as soon as we set up it rained <laughs> and it rained and it didn't stop or it did stop right but it rained so much dude the wednesday all right so let's talk about okay so we did all of that so we did that let's talk about our first impressions of the track uh on the tuesday then tony uh you go ahead tony then i'll go and then max you can t- you can give your impressions from a virtual from seeing it virtually go ahead tony the track was crazy. Yeah. I mean, you walk up and you go around and then you <clears throat> you go around the front and the track is, I mean, we've all raced on big tracks and seen big tracks. And I wouldn't say that the dirt is the biggest track, but I think Joey makes some of the biggest obstacles, you know. So you originally walk up on the track and you can't see everything because there's five foot deep holes and gravity cavities and and these big berms carved out. So you first walk up and you're like, wow, this is pretty cool. And then you go walk up the driver's stand and you're like, God damn, what, look at all these, I mean, like five, six foot deep rollers in the front, you know, and it's just, and then you're like, whoa, holy moly, this is crazy. And, you know, and, and yeah, I, it was, it was, pretty awesome uh a couple of guys that i went with this was their very first dnc and their very first experience with a really you know legit track mm-hmm. and they dude they, they went on all day like holy cow are our cars <laughs> gonna last through this you know and i'm like you're fine you'll be fine you'll be fine yeah. you know <clears throat> this isn't a flat track with a couple doubles and some little bumps and whoop de doos and like this is this is the big show this is like mm-hmm. supercross you know mm-hmm. so uh yeah i was blown away it was i didn't expect any less really from joey i mean he blows our doors off every year you know yeah this was the best layout i've seen at a dnc since for a while uh i, I um I, I i didn't like that it didn't have a straightaway but i was kind of all right with that yeah because uh yeah okay so when i first saw it i was like oh wow now when i go back to 2018 he had that six pack right which i thought was very cool you know but very dangerous for marshals for drivers and stuff like that and i think this year 
with the the way the that that front pack was in front of the driver's stand and the way it was kind of dug out and it was just tabletops so it was it made for less mistakes you know you had to still be precise but uh it, it made it easier so i like that dude just standing up there like when i stood up there because the driving the scoring and driving towers where i would stand almost every race and all you it sounds like middle cross max all you hear is Brap! like that's all you would hear like the guys would just come up come over the finish line just cut like crest that hill and just Brap! like get in the throttle and it just sounds just like a two-stroke motocross like Brap! Brap! and you just heard lap after lap like with five cars go Brap! Brap! so probably the coolest song i've heard all week you know and then you hear them and you watch and you go watch them. and i just like the i think the um the bow into the double triple ah mm-hmm. uh, you just see these cars like from where i was standing you couldn't see you just see them dive down into this bow you don't know how deep they've gone down you see some guys railing these this berm like trying to get as high as they can on this berm to hit this double triple and i'm just thinking wow this is like freaking super cool exactly like tony said so to be there and see this uh it was it was super exciting i think uh when i think back to some of the most exciting racing i could think back to uh <clears throat> probably uh one of the most exciting races that probably doesn't get enough credit was the e truggy race to be honest with carlos arredondo yeah. and and adam drake yeah. racing and those two went to battle like because drake's really good with that e truggy and Arenando is really good with that techno e-truggy. And they had such a race side by side uh, that it was, it was su- like when, when, you ha- when guys got good laps on this race and raced side by side and didn't hit each other, it was beautiful to watch, man. Honestly, I, I, I really enjoyed the track as a, as a spectator. I enjoyed it. Even when it got rough, you know, it was still fun to watch. Uh, it made exciting. It made it for exciting lines. Uh, different people. Some people out on the, out on the very far, like railing the berms, you know. And some guys who were more like, like Ronafak was one of them guys who liked to go right on the inside, you know. And he would get on that little spot of the inside of the corner, which wasn't too rough, or, you know, and he'd overtake guys there. But uh, I think this this the track was like one of the best I've seen because he had time to bake it, so he didn't have to rush it, like he has had to do in previous years uh he had time to make it it had time to settle a little bit i think too which also helped even though it still got rough you know uh people some people complained about fixing the track at night i know tony was kind of blown away with it's like oh, i came prepared for a bumpy track but it was smooth but i honestly think if they hadn't fixed it it would have just got completely annihilated you know and it would have been too hard uh, but I ain't, I'm not, we're going to talk about Saxton fixing the track, but we'll talk about that later. Um, <laughs> that's something I don't agree with. I think the track was fun, man, as a spectator being there and, and seeing probably, you know, Joe is still one of the best track builders in the world. You can see his signature in a lot of things. And there was no freaking bridges, no crossovers and no, you, I, I wish he had some better, I wish he had a step up or two. I do, I do like step ups. So for me, yeah. as a spectator, I liked it. Yeah, I, I mean, like initially when I looked at the track, I was like, okay, we're back to how DNC should be. Because let's be honest, 2019, 2020, uh, those tracks at Paris, yeah, he obviously, like, stuff happened. Like the track got flooded, he had to relocate it and all that stuff. But, like, yeah, at the end of the day, those tracks weren't, those tracks weren't right. that DNC esque. They weren't the same. 
Uh, and then Thunder Alley, that, that was more of a typical Thunder Alley track, not like a DNC track. This was, we're back to like the DNC. So seeing that those dugout doubles and tabletops in the front, uh, that hip jump on the right side, the, the sort of elevation, those rollers, the 90 degree corners, all of that, I was like, okay, we're back to how Joey does tracks. And it was cool to see. I really liked that. And I, I believe like the layout itself was probably like the best we had so far. And like it was weird because during the qualifiers, the track looked more rough than during the mains. During the mains, the track itself looked pretty good. You had the lines, you could go outside, you could go inside. Uh, it was bumpy, but you could still handle it. So that was perfect about it. I, I really like the track in that sense. And I think this front section worked pretty well. I don't, I didn't see, like, I, I think in my opinion, I had some issues with the track, like looking at it and like what happened during the race, but that was just this one section, the middle, like the triple, triple, and then the 90 degree and then the triple out. I, I, I actually talked to some people in the discord about it. Uh, I think the, the issue I really have is like those jump faces wore off. And then when the mains came, like some people, when they missed it, they had to go like single, single. And then the other guy behind them went triple. So like mid main, we could see Tebow flying upside down in the air because someone rear-ended him. <laughs> uh, at the start, like Mayfield and Bornhurst had like a 15 second lead because everyone behind them just kept crashing in this because they were in a the, in the huge pile. So I think, I think this is like, I haven't, I, Joey has never done this, uh, this type of section before. Or if he has done, it's been with sort of, it's been much easier. Like the first triple always must be as easy as possible, in my opinion. Because here we could see like, there was some gnarly hits where people just like went single and the car behind just tried to go triple. And mm -hmm. then just like a huge crash. And like, like few marshals barely got saved. So that was like, that's like the downside of these like dug out jumps too. Like these marshals are like, like if I was there, I would just be like waiting for the cars to come. And if no cars come, then I'll like go. I'm I'm not going in there if I'm marshalling because that's insane. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I think apart from that center section in the mains, uh, I like the track worked perfectly. In in like the qualifiers, the center section worked perfectly because the jump faces were still good. So you had that lift off of the jump, so you could make the triples both of them and then go on 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 that. Uh, double single or single double however which way you do it i think i think if he had made it so that the double 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 would have been even close to the same speed i think then it would have worked actually perfectly but now you had to do the triple triple to be fast and then some people when they missed it they would just break and get re-rendered mm -hmm. but that was like the only issue i really had I think like some people were like, oh, well, it's the DNC. It's not the, it's third night challenge, not easy. And like, if anyone says that one more time, I'm going to shoot someone. That's, <laughs> like, come on. Like I've heard it so many times and it's just silly. Like the challenge comes from the bumps. The challenge come from, comes from like the, like the, 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 like the, the way the track is formed, like the, the essence of the track. I think these sort of sections, uh kind of kill that the kill sort of the because you can't follow cars here like if you're following someone it's like 50 50 you're gonna re-random so it's it's like that's that's something i don't really like but 
when 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 the people managed to do those triples in the center, then it was perfect because you could mm -hmm. follow like all the corners, like go inside, outside, those bit lines. That's perfect. That was amazing. And like uh, when Ronnefall contestment were racing, uh, the, like in the e buggy, they were good races, and yeah, mm -hmm. that was that was good to see. I I only only issue I really had was the center section. Uh, that know, was like that's something I feel more people should pay attention to, like. Things can it should be have been difficult. uniformed. I know what you mean. It should have yeah, been like, think, like double, my, double, my double, here, or triple, triple. Easy, yeah, easy. But, yeah, but like my point is that things can be hard, but hard in a way where you can still keep the speed up, but you're going to be a tiny bit slower. Or they can be hard where if you screw something up, everything goes to shit, and then like other cars get caught up in it too. So that's, well, that's sort of sort of a, a, a sort of an idea where you do sections so that if you miss it mess it up you just lose time instead mm -hmm. of messing everything up with it so that was sort of the only gripe I had that, well i did that because like, mayfield actually yeah. uh that's where mayfield on an e-buggy lost it like that's he cased yeah. it he cased it <laughs> yeah. and that was it uh i tell you you had a great line going through there it was actually cody watson he would just come over that first single just hover over it like and then he would just double double and it yeah. was just as fast as anything else out there and he was yeah, easy that's, to do that's for something him. that's something i wondered because i saw a few guys do it like uh one guy in intermediate or 40 plus did it like almost every lap so i wonder why none none of the no one really did it because i no feel it was at, just class. as fast or like I, I just i don't think you lost much and you didn't have to like you could go inside on the berm i don't know if there's mm -hmm. much bumps there but you didn't have to go to the berm to the outside because like mayfield crashed there like three laps in a row at some point in the main like a lot mm -hmm. of people crashed in the berm that was like the most common place to crash so like well, if you if you could have gone to inside then single double out i think that could have been more utilized i don't know why people didn't do that there was no lip on the inside so if you come over the inside, you were casing the, the table and then it was really hard to clear the double. So if oh, you rolled the table and hit the downside, you could clear the first double. The first double was further apart than the second double. Yeah, probably that's the right. issue. Yeah, probably like three or four feet, a, a significant amount. So you had to hit the table somewhere in the middle to the outside to clear it and downside and hit the first double with enough speed to clear it because the the worst thing that would happen uh, that i watched is people would short that first double and go right over on their lid and then yeah like yeah. you said there's five more cars coming the marshals are like they're not gonna die so they just <laughs> wait yeah. and it ends up being a 10 12 second crash you know yeah and, and it's not it's not only that it's not only for that guy, but the guy is jumping too, because at least oh, one of those cars are going to get caught. Yeah, yeah, if they try to do that same line. But if you, there's, there was a huge hole down inside that berm too, huge. It was okay. a few feet around, and it was like this deep. Yeah. And when you hit it, I mean, it was like hitting a curb. I actually watched cars hit, and then they would go right over, you know, and crash <laughs> in the middle of the berm. And so you either wanted to rail the outside, or you wanted to cut down on the inside fading to the middle when you took off the table so that was a very tricky section but it was good because guys that couldn't change their line or put the car in the right spot crashed all the time yeah
yeah i think yeah. i think that is i think that is good but i think the issue is like when you crash usually crash so that other cars don't hit it you know the the position where you crash sort of like if if it was so that when you crash you would go to the outside it was the corner after or something that i feel is more it's it's better suited for the racing side of things but when it's like triple then you crash and then you have like the guy behind you has to keep it pinned that's when the issues happen really because you're going full speed into cars and there was some gnarly crashes i was surprised less cars actually broke because yeah. like it, like i saw some pretty bad hits even in a problem <laughs> like oh, tebow yeah, flying upside down in the air like that was crazy almost oh, like marshall too <laughs> it was funny watching one of the the truggy main and where the cars did break weren't in that section yeah it was yeah. crazy yeah they were they were breaking on the smallest jumps on the track which was yeah. crazy yeah. yeah it was it was uh it was gnarly even on the front section i saw some cars hit so hard yeah. there and i'm like how did they not break oh you know? yeah there got to be a ton of holes down in those gravity cavities and especially Ooh. the second takeoff mm -hmm. the whole oh, center yeah. of the jump takeoff was just mangled and your car yeah. go off that like all sorts of you know kitty wampus and it it yeah so that line you had to change too i i like that myself i mean mm -hmm. oh I, yeah i if the track is totally smooth every day it's it's in my opinion it's less of a driver's track because a lot of guys can string together five minutes full pin and run some fast times but you throw some bumps and holes and then you tell him you ha you can't run the inside you got to run the outside here and they start just folding you know yeah. so that, that's I why like yeah that's why i love dnc too because there was times like when i was there i was like driving these lines then the next qualifier those lines didn't work so i had yep. to like get new lines and i feel that is some that is a skill a lot of drivers lack even in the us even though like that's very common especially in the west coast uh but having the sort of skill to know which line to pick and being like quick to adapt like there, yeah. there are guys who do this one line very well but if that line breaks they have nothing they just can't <laughs> do anything but some guys are like they do one they try another line they first time they mess it up a bit second time they got it like that's a skill i think yeah. a lot of people don't have and i think the, the style of dnc sort of that let the track break up let some of the jump face break up like especially sort of that right side the triple a lot of people went outside some people kept it really inside uh and like david ronifak he, he was going like like or like on the right side of the track he was like every every place he went all the way to the outside and circling <laughs> around all those bumps and stuff like that is like something you have to like pick. Uh, and then on the left side, you had those 180s where you could go inside, outside. Like Mayfield mm. is a guy who always picks the outside line. I think Cole is the same. But then there's some guys who know where, when to pick the inside, when to pick the outside. So they sort of find their spots. So that is always interesting. And that's a big skill to have uh, for sure, a race like this. Yeah. And then 45 minutes or an hour long main, that could change again. You know, I mean, yeah. I like to go up a couple races before and I watch and I find the bad spots and how bad they are and, and where the good, good area is, you know, and kind of learn a little bit like before I actually go out there. So I have a little bit more info, but during the long mains that could all go out the window too. You know, I mean, the, yeah. the one line that you liked in the beginning of the main, 
maybe isn't there at the end of the main. So, yeah, I think it adds another dimension to the racing, you know. And that's why oh, yeah. that first day after it started blowing out, we showed up and they fixed the track. And I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, I got, I I got my bumpy stuff ready, man. We're going, you yeah. know. I don't, I don't actually mind them fixing it between classes. So like, because it's like, at first it's just practice, then it's chuggy and e-buggy. I don't mind them actually fixing it like that, like after each day because it's different class. But if it's if it would be sort of like buggy qualifying starts on Friday and then they have one round on Saturday, between that, I don't I don't think they should do that. But I think no, not then. the classes the classes switch, I think then it's actually not that bad. I, I kind of like it that way. Because then the, the bumps will still be there, but then you sort of like I think you it could be even fine just fixing jump faces. Because like I think it's just about making the track sort of making it bumpy where it's most sort of uh, preferable. Like, because when you just let it be, they some bumps form where it's like just bad. Like they don't really provide anything, but mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's a hard call. Like some, sometimes the track, like when, when I went to DNC in 2018, that track held up much better than these tracks. Like the dirt at Paris is much softer. So I guess that's why he did it because before in pure form, I don't think he ever touched the track at all, and it stayed much better than the track at Paris. But yeah, there's yeah, a lot I, of sand in this time. Yeah, yeah, they can they can be arguments for both sides. I don't like, but if 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 he keeps it like super smooth, then I'm not for it. But if it just like rough out okay. the really bad stuff, then then I I think it's it's okay. Well, and he used to always fix the jump faces, but he would yeah. leave the flat spots alone and. I think yeah. that first day, the first Truggy and E-Buggy day, the track blew out because of the rain. I think yeah. I think it was really soft. So all those cars on the track during that qualifying day, I think, just beat the snot out of it. Because after that day, they fixed it. We showed up for Nitro Buggy, E-Truggy day, and it was all smooth. And it really didn't get that bumpy, in my opinion. I don't know. I it looks different when I watch it on the videos than being there. I didn't feel like my cars were upset by the bumps hardly at all. So, but I watch on the video and some people would just be going down a lane and flip over for no, like just because of yeah. a bump. So it, it definitely looks different online, but no, it was good. I, I was, I was fine. You know, I figured it'd get bumpy yeah. again. Did, so, you know, yeah, it's good to go. I, I have to say that, Backing Wednesday was just horrible though. I, I have to I have to say that Wednesday was miserable. It was cold and windy, and mm -hmm. I was so glad that they only did one round of practice. If they tried to get two rounds in, yeah, dude, it would have been so miserable. It was, dude, it was the coldest day. It was windy. <laughs> oh, I just had a hoodie on. It was cold, but I braved it, and I I stayed up on that that tower and scoring. That scoring and that scoring tower and watch mm -hmm. the racing, but uh, Wednesday bought uh, Thursday bought much better days. So we had qualifying. Uh, um, it was truggy and e buggy qualifying, which is what I like about DNC. It's a that it makes it a longer race, but I, I appreciate those days. It make it it takes a long racing and sh and shortens it. Uh, truggy, uh, you ran truggy, Tony. How did your qualifying go? uh not bad really i i haven't ran truggy in like the last dnc i think about 10 years ago 
and I ran it a couple heats at the Nats warm up, but I'm basically just breaking an engine in, so I'm not racing. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I went through that thing and got it all set up right, and it was so good. Right, first lap, like holy moly, and truggies have changed a ton in ten years. You know, it's it's literally just like a big buggy. It's not a truggy anymore. Like yeah. back in the day, they were just, you know, like driving a school bus. They didn't turn very well. Like they weren't responsive. The car wasn't lively, you know, now totally different story. So I think I qualified like, I don't know, like sixth or something or in 40. And then I think I, I think I was near the top of the B and in, in intermediate. Uh, Cause I ended up I think third in the B in the B main and then bumped to the A main. But uh no, truck was truck was money. I didn't change anything. <clears throat> uh just shock oil for daytime or nighttime, basically. Yeah. So it handled yeah. the truck perfect. Well in in the pro class, uh Jared Tebow was your top qualifier, followed by Ryan Lutz. Ryan Lutz showed a lot of a lot of pace with the Kyosho truck. Mm -hmm. He showed a lot of pace with the Kyosho stuff, period, this weekend. Yeah. And uh, Tebow was just heads and shoulders above everybody on that one. He had a two and a zero. So Ryan Mayfield was kind of quiet in third, I would say. You know, he didn't TQ any runs. Yeah. He did get a second. Uh, Born Horse. That's just, that's what he does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I think Mayfield's just like over qualifying and just like, I just need to start. Yeah. I just need to be in the race. And yeah. that's it. I don't, I'm not going to pressure myself during qualifying and have to be TQ or have to be the fastest. I don't need to be. Uh, and Joe Bornhorst, man, who I think was one of the most impressive guys of this weekend, um, consistent again, like, you know, just as, you know, a fourth place. And Barufalo was probably my biggest surprise in Truggy. Uh, Barufalo was a big surprise period all weekend. He was good in qualifying. He didn't, you know, he kind of didn't do well in the mains, but, uh, you know, it's a typical Barufalo shows a lot of speed and qualifying, a lot of speed, but lacks the consistency. And Druggy qualifying was pretty cool. Uh, I think, uh, and then um, Ronafalk got a TQ. He got the TQ the first round. He drove pretty good with the TLR truck. I think the guys just went and took those TLR trucks out to Rev the Monday before DNC to break them in a little bit. Like his dad was building it and then uh, Alex built his and they didn't i mean they probably just went out there to tune their engines got a little few laps on them that's about it you know that's as yeah, much truggy action as the europeans gave uh yeah well i don't think i don't think anyone really practices truggy like i don't i think even maybe some of the techno guys practice truggy mm -hmm. <laughs> but like but like i don't think anyone else like they just run truggy for track time that's pretty much it I will say this with Tony though, uh, watching JQ's AE truck, which was probably one of the few trucks running the old body style, it looks just so much slower out there. And it's probably a placebo thing, but it looks big and and doppy. Like it just like yeah, but ooh, yeah, like, and, and then the other car is like yeah, so, but it's pretty much uh, like trying to fly fly like uh <laughs> like a bus. Like you know, the car just lifts up the areas below mm -hmm. the body, like yeah. It is what it is. But. Right. And then an e-buggy, which was exciting, uh, the qualifying event. Mayfield actually obviously, obviously was fast as her. Uh, and then Bornhorst, Mr. Consistent. He, dude, he, 
he looked so relaxed this race you know what i mean he actually i he interviewed i got to interview him so you know usually he doesn't speak to me but we actually got to interview and uh i talked to him twice and him and jq actually fist pumped like you know like hey They're congratulations I guess you don't know. You know, Jake now, can mess up anything. Now Joseph is now the average Joe, and Joe Bornhart is now the above average Joe. By before far, before they were both before before they were both average Joes. So they had this sort of animosity between them, <laughs> but now they're different sort of leagues, so they can be friends. Yeah. So who they were battling over who is the alpha average Joe? Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, now it's like, clear. Now it's, it's definitely clear. Great, a, a great weekend for Joe. I mean, he would want to win yeah. out of one of these, but his, no. But his, I mean, this is this yes. is like this is more than he probably even thought he could do. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, like TQ and, second in in buggy, like and and even Truggy and Ebuggy. Even though he didn't get the end results, like this is like I, I don't even remember when he had results like this with Techno. Probably like two years ago. Even then, like Justin Truggy motivation dude motivation is is yeah. you know uh new new to prove yourself yeah. that you can do this uh and to be now i would say he's the number one srxi in america <clears throat> and oh, yeah. uh and and to say hey look you guys dropped me from this team or we you know i'm gonna show you what i can do and when i talked to him he seems super relaxed he seems to be enjoying himself and it shows i mean he he had a good weekend obviously like i said just not the wins not the results well, Nitro Nitro Buggy was good. He would probably want to win that, but it, man, Mayfield yeah, just kind of I mean, walked away with it. Yeah, but uh, I mean, if you're racing against Mayfield, you just like wish he, something happens to him. <laughs> well, maybe <laughs> maybe if you're if if you're a friend, Ron and Falk, or so, on some days Testman, then you can like say, okay, I'm gonna beat Mayfield. But anyone else, like, no, you're not gonna beat Mayfield. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, that's just how it is. Ongaro, uh, if it's a Euro style track. Yeah, Marufalo, top European here, third. Ryan Lutz, fourth. Cole Ogden, uh, fifth. And Ranafalk, sixth. So we gave, uh, you know, Ranafalk got the mark of the beast, 666, his qualifications. Yeah. He's 666. So people started saying all this stuff online and all this type of stuff. But uh, yeah, uh, I guess good qualifications. The, you know, the, the thing that made the difference what it was was. There were so much people were making so much mistakes. If you made such a, if you made one little mistake on this track, you lost so much time and you just dropped like brrr, like that, like a rock. And everybody was making mistakes besides guys like Joe Bornhorse and Mayfield and whatnot. I mean, and that's why you had so like you had Cavalry Don and C mains and all this type of stuff. Yeah. So like think, a lot of people, I think your Cavalry comeback is like that's. It's not happening, at least not now. Maybe it don't you start were, at you DNC. Were, you were hyping up like this was going to be Cavalier's DNC and this one's going to be. I was wrong about that. It, it, it wasn't. <laughs> I was definitely <laughs> wrong about that. So uh, just only like that's that's how close qualifying was. I mean, like at the end of the qualifying, I was like, well, shit, who's in? Because you didn't know where people would fall. And mm -hmm. dude, uh, like, if, like it was like some surprises there, I think. And um, surprises on both ends. But I think the two bump ups. Good. Let's let's talk about the e buggy man. I know you didn't watch it, Tony, but we're gonna rebeat. We're gonna recap it real quick. So the e buggy man, the two bump ups from the B were uh, Jared Wiggins and Spencer Rifkin. Like Spencer Rifkin was in the B main. Like how weird was that? So 
uh, they they had that that race started. It was ten minutes, and I watched it. You know, obviously I'm super nervous. I'm sitting up on the scoring tower. I'm forgot about filming this all together, right? Joseph is down there on the side, and I'm watching this, and I'm like, this is how I'm breathing. Like I'm just my sphincter is doing this, you know, and I'm just like, wow, like this is amazing that we have, you know, Ronald Fox racing this car. And anyway, so they got out to the start, and I'm like, oh. Mayfield and Bornhorse. It was Mayfield, Bornhorse, Barufalo, Ronafalk, and Lutz. They got out and they kind of pulled away from the hill pack. Bornhorse made his mistake on that back left side. He kind of flew off the track. I don't know what happened. And like somebody didn't get him. So that pushed him back. Then on that same lap, Mayfield cased the jump. And that's when Barufalo got by. So Barufalo, Lutz, I think Barufalo, Ronafalk, Lutz, Mayfield, Lutz went. And then, yeah, anyway. We get to that race, get through that. Barufalo makes his mistake. Mayfield makes, uh, he, uh, Ronafalk gets by and he's in the lead. I think he's going to take over and lead this race, right? But you're still nervous. Then I'm like, hey, Lutz is catching him. He, something's yeah. happening. Like, I'm like, what is going on here? Like, is Ronafalk slowing down? Is, um, what's, I'm thinking like, this is the Euros all over again, man. Freaking, um, Breton like just caught him up and overtook him with like nothing left. So he makes some mistakes, Lutz gets by, and then I'm just like, oh, it's, I'm just all a mess up there on this scoring tower. I'm looking at Joseph, he's down below me, he's not looking at me. Anyway, it was an exciting race for me. Uh, congratulations to Ronald Hogg, he pulled it over off in the end. Very emotional. I'm glad I caught it all on tape, uh, you know, on video. Uh, so, hey, I have to, I had to talk about this race because it was, it was so exciting for me. It was scary. You know what I mean? Ronald Hogg made mistakes. Like, I'm like, what is he doing? Like, I could, I would, I felt my heart, like, you know, just go through, like, in my throat, or whatever the saying is. It, for that was an exciting ten minutes where I didn't really breathe, and um, him and Lutz put on a very good show as well. I actually caught yeah, that. I, I gotta where they did the side by side thing, coming to the triple triple, going up that thing was beautiful. Like, they didn't touch each other, and uh, yeah. I think at that point I was kind of like, man, if Lutz wins, I'm not even gonna be angry, you know, because he deserves yeah. it too. So, yeah, I, I gotta man. give it to Lutz. Like new new chassis. He's been out of it for like three years now, like subpar results, few few good wins, good results, but most of the time just not not his usual self. But like this is it was amazing to see. Like the first mm -hmm. main and he's up there, like fighting for the win, like properly fighting for the win. So yeah, this is great. And I think people have sort of ruled out Kyosho as oh the car is done. We like, have, we have, Kyosho we've done that. Yeah, but I, I always said like like the car is good. I think what they did with MP10, they've gone wrong direction a bit, but the platform itself is good. And I think they finally have a guy who can prove it properly. Uh Berton did it, uh, and some other guys did it, but consistently and especially mm -hmm. in america i think this could be the start of something good and i hope it is but i was like when lutz was leading i was kind of like hey, okay i kind of want to lutz to win this but then like obviously i want run for win uh first big win for him and it was actually great to see like and obviously for joseph that must be like a huge and it was like a huge mm -hmm. huge stone lift from lifted from his heart like <laughs> to get that win finally uh, yeah, he was under it was like good. a big win under a it was good. this time. It was good. 
uh talking to lots in the pits he's happy you know what i mean yeah uh, i haven't seen that I many kyosho cars at a race in a, a minute so that's good for them maybe maybe this will be the red army comeback uh so we'll see we'll see truggy tony how'd you make out on your truggy man uh the intermediate b i won <clears throat> um i think it was 15 minutes just got out front didn't crash ran ran like 80 percent and and bumped up and then uh 40 plus oh i think that was the one that i missed the lap i don't remember exactly but uh i went no no it was the intermediate a i went from 14th to second or third on the first lap and never touched a car so there was a lot of carnage which i was hoping for <laughs> <laughs> and i just kind of drove around everything and after the first lap i think i was in third because i think wally was in first and then he flipped over in the the tables in the front and i think second place hit his truck upside down and broke it right away so he was out really early and then I just kind of cruised around second and third. Um, guys were catching me and I wasn't really duking it out for a position. So uh, I think uh, I would have been up to about sixth. They had missed a lap. So on the on live RC, it's like 10th or something. Um, and then 40 plus, I think I was like seventh or something. I, I don't, I didn't really record it in my mind uh, but i was right around mid-pack you know it was right like like i was talking to, to babcock after the race i think uh tuesday when we got home somebody noticed that it missed my lap and messaged me and i'm like i don't care that that doesn't dictate my my weekend i mm -hmm. had like the funnest freaking time at a race like you said in years you know so I was like, yeah, it looks like it did miss a lap, but I don't care. It's cool. Yeah. I, I, you know, it, it, yeah. that, that doesn't dictate my experience, you know, so. But, that's cool because uh, that's something I want to touch on in the end here. Uh, I wanted to ask your opinion. How did you find the starts uh, with no straightaway kind of staggered out through some turns? Yeah. Uh, how did you find it? You said you just waited kind of wadded through the carnage. Was that where most of the carnage was for you? Yeah, yeah. No, the carnage came in that that berm like the berm gravity cavity mm -hmm. from there to the triple triple i mean i think at on that first lap <clears throat> excuse me like max was saying there was somebody flipped over in the triple triple somewhere mm -hmm. and i just let it fly because it's the first lap <laughs> i mean everybody's close i got the most opportunity to pass cars and i think i passed on the second triple, I passed either three or four trucks uh, just on that one jump. I, I don't know, I couldn't remember which, but there was a gaggle of them down in there just killing each other. And I landed and then just did the double and rolled over and just, just like, I couldn't have done it any better. If I had a hundred more starts in that main, I couldn't have done it any better. You know, like just lucked out. But yeah, I just sent it through the triple triple. My truck, I don't think I missed the triple triple, maybe, but maybe a dozen times the entire week. Like I come around and do the first one. I said, dude, the thing just did it every time, you know, whether the track was fresh, mm 
whether it was old, it didn't care. Like I said, my cars didn't really get really affected by the bumps. We kept up with setup changes pretty well. But yeah, I I like that section. I like the starts. I don't mind not having a straightaway. Um, seems to be kind of a topic for a lot of people, but I didn't really mind it. I didn't notice it really, you know. I think the track was so fun and busy enough to where you just didn't even notice it, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cool. Cool. I uh, I enjoyed the starts. I think I filmed mostly all the starts of the mains, uh, at least the first lap. And they weren't as bad as you would think they were, but it was true. Once you got to that triple, triple section, it was yeah. like make or break it. Like people were like, like dive bombing into that berm. I was like, oh my gosh. You just see like three, two cars going up, railing that berm. Oh, that was so rad, so rad. All right, Pro Main. Let's talk about that real quick. So that started, <clears throat> and uh, Pro Pro Truck Main. I think the two bump ups were. Let's see. Let me bring this up. Um, bring up some results there too, Max, for yourself. Pro yeah. Truck Main. The Pro well, Truck Main. Mayfield won. Surprise, yes. surprise. But I'll be honest. It wasn't uh, as. It wasn't a, a dominating away. win. No. I it gotta wasn't. be honest. Like. Took a few minutes. Yeah. Like. Tessman, without that one crash, I think exiting the pits, like without well, that. Let me tell you about that. I'll tell you about that lap because I watched that whole lap on Valor. I know yeah, I watched like, that whole lap on Valor. Like so, Tessman didn't get a good start and he was mm -mm. like, he was 20 seconds behind at, at the, when, when sort of everything settled, like the first pitch stops over, 20 seconds back of Mayfield. Mm -hmm. Insane. And mm -hmm. then like, he got down to, I think the best he got down to was like six or five. And then he had that lap where he crashed. Yep. So that lap. Okay. So the start of the race, it was, it was, uh, Tebow was out front, Mayfield, uh, Ron Falk, I think was there. And then I think it was like Barufalo and Tasman, maybe not Barufalo, yeah. but definitely it was Tasman kind of in fourth or was, is that fourth? Yeah. I can't remember fourth or fifth coming, you know, back. And they kind of started to pull away, and then obviously Runoffer kind of out of that triple, and then he said he just landed on the pipe there and snapped, yeah. like broke, broke first TLR. I up. heard, I heard a lot of TLRs had issues with arms pulling out. Like he, I think he said the arms was like intact, but he just pulled mm. out. Mm. So I, I think I think Cavalry had that same issue as well. But yeah, he was, did. I saw where especially, he broke. especially in the trucks. Like I think yeah. I I heard. Like, I'm not 100 percent sure, but I think they said just pulled out which was yeah every all three of them same yeah. almost the same issue uh yeah. so after that kind of uh mayfield and and tebow went at it like you know they were kind of battling on his own and then mayfield got it i think tebow made a mistake and mayfield got in front of him and um i think tebow flamed and when tebow flamed he flamed after he came over the loop and he flamed like it was so weird where he flamed like he flamed Dude. almost going up to pit lane almost so we were sitting on top of that big the big corner tall jump i saw that i saw we were that. sitting on the hay bales and his truck came around and it was all bop 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 it was right it was running out of gas yeah and he coasted around hit the loop and rolled down into the gravity cavity and then back up on that tabletop and it and it was dead like 
Yeah. That was the luckiest flame out yep. in the history of RC racing. And yep. it was good because I think he called out on the radio to his pit guy that, hey, yeah, he was already flaming out. He was yep. there. When he flamed yep. out, his pit yep. man was there already. So that was, yep. that, that Graham, was amazing. Graham was right there. Yeah. He, he yeah. They definitely knew it was flaming out because when he came around us, yeah. it was, you know, when you're running out of fuel, it's like, bruh, bruh, yeah. bruh, 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 you know, and we were like, oh, he's going to run out, you know, but he crossed <laughs> the loop. So he only lost. I don't know six or eight seconds probably right you know? yeah it wasn't that it wasn't that bad it wasn't like, that bad yeah, it wasn't that bad yeah. so at that, that left connor tasman chasing mayfield on right yeah and yeah. i'll tell you how that lap where i was like and mayfield was making some uncharacteristic mistakes like oh, he wasn't yeah. just running away with this yeah, and i'm watching like, him yeah. like he went from like 20 to 12 in like three laps because Mayfield was just like making dumb mistakes mm -hmm. so like and he then, lost a lot of ground like just on his own so I think as I think Barufalo was I swear it was Barufalo I swear this was Barufalo. coming out to that triple before we went up to the hip jump right there Tony like that triple that comes towards the bleachers like Tasman was coming to lap him or something like that and then Barufalo just blap or I, I'm I, I I thought it was Barufalo but somebody just blasted that those guys right at that jump and like tasman kind of flipped over in that jump and it took a while for the tire marshal to come yeah. get him and then he went in and, and he went in the pit and 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 gord and, gord and his mom did an excellent pit but dude gord freaking he i went i have to get up i have to show you how he did it because he went like this he gripped that car and he went back like this like like Berlin yeah. <laughs> and launched that car. I'm watching this and I'm like, whoa, like God launched it so hard. Like the car landed almost like in the dirt, like off the, you know, right. ramp. And I was like, I, I, I said, like, oh, he's got it. And then like, it kind of caught that hay bale. And yeah. I was like, oh my gosh. And it's funny because I talked to Gord and I, I went and interviewed Ty and those guys the next day and it's like, yes, it was my fault. I threw it too hard. I threw it too hard. And he was telling me and I was like, dude, what was you thinking? Like, you was like, you launched that thing so hard. Like, and he's like, I know, I don't know. I just got excited. Dude, pit yeah. lane was like ice. Oh, it, yeah. I mean, it is so slick. As soon as I would come down to pit and I would get up onto pit lane, I just let off the gas and just let the car yeah. roll. Because if you hit the gas or anything, it it just starts doing this and and pit lane's not wide enough mm -mm. Yeah. it's not wide enough especially chuggy especially chuggy oh. oh dude i blasted some guy's hand in our chuggy <laughs> main because he he well he actually like punted me going into pit lane it, it was the weirdest thing ever like we're racing into pit lane okay so he gets in front of me and i'm right behind him and i just let off like i said as soon as you go up the hump and his pit guy goes like this to grab his truck and i'm right there boom just smack his hand hard as hell and i'm like <laughs> where am i gonna go there's this much space on either side of my truggy in pit lane there's nowhere to go you know yeah. like but yeah i just totally cleaned his pit guy's hand out <laughs> but i mean throwing a car out like gord was doing dude oh now like, dude it yeah. was hard i tell I you mean, what you could break right there one of yeah, those yeah. were at the end i mean he's lucky yeah yeah and he yeah. still caught up after that though yeah he still did catch up yeah, and oh, he's yeah. Flying. yeah he i was, was flying he was the fastest truggy this out there. was also like like i think this was sort of uh a vindicative weekend for ty born horse a lot of these guys like lots too 
Like a lot mm. of these guys who've been sort of struggling at some events, like this was sort of back to the normal. Like Ty finishing on the podium in each class. Oh no, sorry, Ibagi, he missed it. But on Truggy and Buggy, he finished on the podium. And like, yeah, I think that this is like a good result for Ty. And, and he actually like, Truggy, like he was fighting for the win. Like I like it's like, that's how it was. They were actually fighting for the win, even though he like w- went a bit back in the end, but it was good. But yeah, the pit Dude, was funny, though. Like with, without that takeout in the middle that you were talking about, yeah, he was he was gonna be right yeah. there. Cause you know, once you catch sight of the person that you're chasing, like you get within yeah. three to five seconds, you you pick it up just a little bit yeah. more. You, know? you can see it, like when they come across the like the front jumps, you can see the car and just like every time it's closer, you're picking it up, picking it up, and then yeah. then the guy in front makes a mistake or slows down because he starts to see you too. Yeah, yeah, it it was it 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 would have been a great race. I will tell you this: uh, the pits are much faster with both the mom and dad testaments in there. Gord was slow on his own. No offense, Gord, but with them, they were like back to this normal fast pits. Yeah, I could be honest. Like last year, everyone said like Gord slow, Gord slow, or whatever. Yeah, on his own, he wasn't as fast. Okay, okay, maybe he's not that bad. But now with Leander, like those, those people were fast. Like again, like, <laughs> they were fast. like oh, he had like like it was crazy because most people are even in buggy, like people had pit laps of like 46, 47. Testman's every single pit lap was like 45. Like this, yep. these guys were on it. Like he was super fast at stops again. So, yeah. yeah. But he admitted to back. that that throw was a bit, a bit overzealous. He even said that to me. Yeah. Uh, the next day it was funny because uh i'll tell you how that uh, i went to say hey can i you guys are gonna do the warm-up because i forgot that they didn't make the a like no we didn't make the a and i said oh i'm sorry and it's like no that's all right i like i forgot that they didn't make the a main and i thought they're going off for a main warm-up and i wanted to interview them but uh i got some good interviews with them uh all right yeah so that ended thursday night i think that was the longest night we was there Saturday. uh we got home I think I got home after 12 and I was up to about three, uh, putting up video. So, and then nobody told me we wasn't going early in the morning. So I was up again at six. Racing joke. You always get your guys up early. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, we, we headed out to the track nitro buggy, you know, nitro is the glory. This is, this is for all the marbles. This is the last day the party's still going they had the uh race crash rager and all that that's another thing i wanted to touch on the atmosphere was awesome like dude it was like everybody was there was kids everywhere just running around there was people you know just drinking beer it was like camp life like it was so many people that are just having fun like honestly yeah and i think, I think- that's that most enjoyable thing i enjoyed about it yeah, I, th- I think that sort of racecraft, uh, like the atmosphere these brands have like brought up. I think that's something I've been kind of missing in RC. I mean, there has been some of that, but I think these brands sort of live by it. Yeah, it's it's great to see that that sort of brought up there. I think like JQ pits were always great. Like there's always stuff happening at the JQ pits in America. So like I think that's that sort of atmosphere has been missing for a bit. Mm-hmm. So. I think yeah. it's good good to see that property. You can see that. that everybody was happy to to kind of be there. The Europeans being there kind of oh, up yeah, the level. There's just people walking around with beers. Like, come have a beer. You know, like, just a great atmosphere. Like, everybody's smiling. 
having fun. You know, I was like, oh, fuck. Like, you couldn't help not having fun with them. Like, that's the cool thing about it. So, yeah. uh, yeah. Nitro Buggy Day, the buzz was on. You know, that's that's my day. I was, like, pumped. You know, like, Saturday, I was dead. Saturday, it all caught up to me. You know, I didn't do much on, on t- in online. I kind of saved it for the finals. I was so tired. But Sunday, with Nitro Buggy, I was like, all right, let's go. You know? Um this is for all the marbles and I enjoyed this day too to the fullest. Uh I kind of I I went up and started watching this race from sportsmen whatever the first A main of the day was, I was up there watching it for that that time and that spot until the A main. So I was up there for about two and a half hours just standing watching racing on Friday. I mean on Sunday, the last day. So uh, I did one thing I did miss. I did miss the pro B main. How That's did I miss that? Too. I missed probably one of the best races. I missed it. And um, who did bump up from the pro B main though? Testman like dominated. Yes. But then behind him, there's some good racing happening. Let's see. Uh, race results. I who's the other guy. Nitro 40 plus. Nitro. Uh, Okay, here we go. So it was Tessman and Cole Ogden bumped up. Man, there are some big names in this in this B main, like Seth Van Dalen, Spencer Hackett, Robert Badier. Robert had a bad DNC. Tanner Denny, yeah. not a good showing for him on the S Works car. He be one better than that. Renault Savoya, seventh. Tyler Jones, not be wouldn't be happy not being in the A main. Aiden Horn, Jared Wiggins, Cavalieri. Woo! That's a stacked freaking B man, dude. That's an A man. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Those guys would not be happy with the results. Like, they would want to be in that A main. But, I mean, it's so much competition. It's hard, man. It's hard. It's hard to be. By the way, I want to shout out Lil Bump from the C main. This kid, like, straight up beat Cavalry. Like, straight up, just (laughs) beat him. Like that was that was insane. Like he was on it. He held his lines. He like he was racing against the uh, Cavalier and I can't remember who was the other guy. Figueredo, I think. Uh, and yeah, he he held his ground and yeah, it was amazing to see. He's definitely super fast these days. I gotta watch those mains, but he came over to our pits quite a few times. He's a cool little kid. I, I just met yeah. him at this race for the first time. He's nine, and. Yeah. Vicky just loves this kid. He is the cutest little thing. Oh, she would definitely love oh, him. He is so cute. He comes over, and I was like, "How did your How did your race go?" And he's like, "Well, I would a TQ, but I got caught by some whappers, you know." And he, he's got that. <laughs> and I'm like, "Did you just say whappers?" Like, <laughs> yeah. He's oh got my a God! List. Come over here. You're the cutest little thing there is, you know. But he's just—he's super. This kid is awesome, you know. And his dad yeah. come over. We talked for a long time. They're just—they're—they're the—the definition of the great little RC family, you know, like we go to the races, however he does, he does. It's not a big, you know, it's not a deal breaker, you know? And where was it? Just last year, he was running intermediate. Now I think he's been running pro now since last year. Yeah, since last year. That's what I mean. Like the last DNC, he was intermediate. No, I don't even think he went to intermediate in DNC. Oh. He went sportsman to pro. No, that's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. 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 Well, I think Little Bump's yeah. definitely a future star of RC if he keeps it up. 
Oh, and he knows yeah. who else he looks so for. Young. Yeah. No, Cody. Like, yeah, he's yeah. always he's looking like, for Cody. Yeah, it's yeah. Cody and him are pretty good pals. They yeah, yeah. A lot, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. They, I've seen some TikToks they've done. <laughs> yeah, those guys, those guys are pretty uh, close, I believe. But yeah, this kid's like so young, like, and he's already like, like B main at DNC. That ain't no joke. Yeah. That's yeah. that's that's good. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Two uh, years, and he'll be top five. I think so. Yeah. Two years. I think so. I think so. Before he's sixteen, he'll be he'll be a professional. And there's no stopping him. There's no stopping. Yeah. There's no slowing it down. Like, it, it's yeah. The kid is just so good. I I, I have to go back and watch him, but I watched some of the other races he was in, and I was like, wow, wow. Yeah. I've never driven like that ever. And the kid's <laughs> nine. Like, <laughs> and it's inter interesting, but he races quite smart too. He's not like. Mm -hmm. Because yep. some of these young kids, they just like they don't they don't see the other cars at the track. But he like yep. I saw him check up a few times, held his ground. Like he he understands what he's doing too. Like obviously mm -hmm. he probably doesn't think too much when he drives because it's like yeah, you're you're freaking nine. Like what, what would you think about? But like he he knows what he's doing. He knows like how to keep his car on the track and all that. So like yep. yeah, I don't. That's like, what I that's I what I mean. That's what I mean. It won't be more than a couple of years and he'll be duking it out with these guys because yeah. he is that smart and he does already think about that stuff. You know, I don't know if his dad's on the on the headsets telling him, helping him. Either way, he is comprehending that you cannot push 100 percent every yes. lap you're on the track. Yeah. You know, it's up, it's down, it's up. But you have to be careful. There's a car coming in and, you know. It's those things that are that are clicking already, which is crazy. Yeah. 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 And he's just so cute. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's just like you just want to hug him and take him. He's tall. He's just yeah. 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 It's funny because the the stand he stands on on the driver's stand, like he's probably bigger than him. Like he carries it around always. Yeah. Yeah. He's so small. All right. Shout out to Little Bump um let's talk about nitro buggy qualifying so uh like i said mr consistent joe bornhorse uh tq in round three uh had a you know had a three in round one and an eight in round two uh, i think none of us would have picked joe bornhorse to tq dnc but he did oh, yeah no and he, he, uh, that was that was a big surprise but funny enough like like actually looking at him on the track he looked like the guy who like was the obvious pick it was weird because like prior to qualifying starting, no one's gonna pick Joe Bornhorst to qualify against like Ronald Falk and Mayfield and all these guys. But yeah. Biggest uh biggest surprise of round one for me, Frankie Contreras Jr., seventh. Wow. Yeah, another young up and coming racer, you know. Uh he finished he raced intermediate at this race last year and won all three classes. He's moved up to pro. Seventh, that seventh actually helped him a lot because that was his best run. He had a seventh and a sixteenth, and that those two got him. I think he started. He qualified twelfth overall. So congratulations to Frankie Contreras. I finally met him and his dad. Cool, nice, very nice people. Uh, Jared Tebow, another solid second, I think. <clears throat> Mayfield, a quiet once again, quiet third spot. And Angaro, a nice quiet fourth. You know, there was not much about Mongaro Angaro all week. And then he's got, got like a fourth, 
you know? <clears throat> and uh, then, sorry, hold on. This is, am I looking at the right thing here? No, sorry. Uh, Ryan Lutz, <laughs> fifth. Great qualifying for him. Uh, um, very good run. David Ronnefalk had a lot of bad luck. I think in his first run, uh, in his first run of his 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 qualifying, he he was actually probably going to finish second for the run and flipped in that same that triple triple like flip a quarter flipped over in the middle, and then when he went over, uh, it took a while to get him, and then his transponder stopped counting, so they gave him a whatever, and he finished during the first run. He TQ'd the second run, I think, and it looked great. And then uh, on the third run, he just was just. He just was off pace, you know what I mean? Made some mistakes and wasn't able to catch. And I was like, is he going to make the main? But that TQ saved him. That's how spread out the points were, you know what I mean? That he had those two so-so runs out of the top 15 finishes and was still able to make the main and started sixth. I think the most the other two surprising people we can say, I say the time of Mason Fuller is here. He has arrived. Seventh, Jackson Bronson, eighth. I think Jackson Ronson, eighth at DNC, qualifying. Great. Never would have called that. Uh, CJ Jalen, ninth. I never would have thought that either. You know, so great to see these guys um, qualifying well. And uh, Barufalo, 10th, and Fenn, off, way off pace. Normally, you know, I'm expecting to see Fenn in the fight for TQ for this. And he's done an 11th, like, just... Really, you know, he's he had a fifty nine, uh, he had a two, and he had a twenty. So, just he's so like it's so far off the spectrum there. You know what I mean? So like yeah. complete struggle bus think, to a second to back to struggle bus. I think I think it's just this track. Like like you could see in qualifying, a lot of these guys were just like going going really fast, and then when they crashed, they just like kind of gave up. Mm -hmm. But like. But Mayfield doesn't. Mayfield had a pretty good qualifying in buggy, because he when he crashed, he just kept going like like nothing happened, and because everyone crashed, he was still like second or third every round. Mm -hmm. So I think that's something like David, for example. I saw him a few rounds. Like he was he was do, doing TQ pace, then he crashed once, would have had like second for the round if he just kept going, but then he sort of like tried to get that time back and. Had issues. I think Fend. I didn't watch Fend, but I. I'm most likely. Most likely, that's what happened to him as well. Because these guys are the type of drivers to go full speed all the time. So I think. I think it just like on tracks like this, you have to know that you can crash and still be fast because this is how the track is. Especially in qualifying. In the mains, yeah. it was very different. <clears throat> I think the mains it was actually easier for a lot of these guys than in qualifying because it's night time and the track's smoother you get you have more time on the track so you can pick your lines and all that you're getting getting the rhythm and yeah how did you find your qualifying tony so you was racing this day was you doing 40 plus and intermediate as well yeah i sucked in buggy totally <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, my car was great i think i had good runs going every time but i found a new way to screw it up every time so I was I was terrible in buggy first actually my first qualifier I think my servo unplugged so I got like a goose egg that one yeah buggy was buggy was super good to drive and I was looking at my lap times and like I didn't need to try to go fast I was on pace mm -hmm. but I just would hit a hole or hit a lap car or 
whatever. Just yeah, buggy was like the complete opposite of Truggy for me. But um, another thing that that we haven't talked about is uh, with how qualifying and pro buggy and and the main and everything shook out. So remember a couple weeks or maybe even a month before this race, how many people were saying, oh, all the locals are going to have all the advantages. They're going to the track. They're, they're out there racing two, three times a week. Mm-hmm. They're going to be all dialed in. And we're watching, you know, like Tebow flew out and Tyler Jones flew out. You know, TLR was there like every week testing, running their cars, et cetera, et cetera. Guess who didn't go out there? Bornhorst. And he did the whole thing. Yeah. You know, Mayfield. Mayfield didn't go out there. He went out there. He did. He did. Oh, uh, did he? He did after, um, what's that race that was at at the San Diego, the Tensco race in San Diego? Oh, Top Gun or whatever? Yeah, he went out there. And and Jay Concepts was there for a bit. Like, the whole Jay Concepts team. They went there after that race. Yeah, but they they went there, I think. But no Bornhorst. Before New Year's draft, but yeah, there was a lot of people have gone to this track, but yeah, Bornhorst, like he was here before New Year's, I believe, or early January or something. But yeah, he hasn't been here for a while. And I, I don't like, yeah, I'd, I'm I'm just overall this like uh, advantage bullshit. Like, come on, you go out there. If the track suits you, it suits you. If the yeah. dirt suits you, it suits you. Yeah. And the, most of the time the best guy wins <laughs> yeah 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 i mean with as many bumps on the track as there were every yeah. single one of those guys got their ass kicked by one of them mm-hmm, every yeah. single guy at, on the property so it's like i mean you just have to execute and i mean maybe even get just a little bit lucky somewhere like like tebow flaming out right before the loop dude. Mm-hmm. That Very that lucky. was the difference between losing eight or ten seconds to going a lap and a half down. Right there, just that one little thing. So there, these races, there's all kinds of little things that affect the results. But I, I thought it was funny that everybody was like, "Oh, the locals, especially in intermediate, because most of the, you know, intermediate top twenty-five, most of them are locals, you know, and they run there a lot, but." At the end of the day, it doesn't really matter, you know. Like you said, yeah. the fastest guy is going to win. The, you know, the best driver, the smartest driver, you know. Yeah, I mean, that in intermediate, Trent made the eight. Trent is a Florida race. Has only been to California once, you know. And Cody was there as well. He's been to California a few times. In the intermediate, they were in, in the intermediate e buggy man, and Trent finished third. Yeah. You know, and I think Cody finished sixth because he made, and he was in, he finished fifth in the intermediate nitro main and probably could have won in the main if he did, if he had been on matching tires. I think all his tires came unglued at the start. Oh, jeez. So he was on like three different tires. So, yeah, I mean. Maybe it was better. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, That's you know, uh, there's, there's fast people all over, you know, and, yeah. and, and, and this track, I think, the, the amount of bumps and jumps and the track itself, just like, the track was gnarly. Like, you know what I mean? And it just people who consistent, who were able to go a little bit fast and be consistent and crash at least or make up for their crashes done well. So at the end of the day, uh, I don't 
like Max said, there's always going to be some advantages. You know what? There was Matt was upsetting. We didn't get to see like Elliot Boots and Kanas over her, which would have been great. Yeah, you know, I don't think I, I got to be honest. I don't think Kanas and Elliot Boots would have done too well at this race. The, the way they drive, I don't think it suits this style of track that well. Mm-hmm. But I, like just just having these guys go around these races builds that sort of it, it builds the idea and uh the sort of prestige of these races that okay we are the top guys we go around we race against the top guys but right now uh, like all this sort of bullshit about oh you have advantage uh this this mm-hmm. this is yeah. what that like it's just making it worse for everyone uh so yeah i, I think yeah i think again yeah born didn't go out there to practice and he did cute <laughs> so yep. Yeah. Uh, Hurst the started the pro nitro buggy main her. Anyway, um, the atmosphere leading up to this was crazy. Uh, let's talk about let's talk about this real quick. What was the king out there thinking with the tramper filling? He must have been filling in that hole that you was talking about, Tony. I and don't know. Like... <laughs> I, I don't know what the whole idea there was because you're not going to remove the hole, I, right? When 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 scotty went out there i was watching it because we we went back to the hotel room and i was watching it from there mm-hmm. and scotty went out on the live rc thing and he's like what, what's going on what are we doing i think they were saying oh it's unsafe for a marshal to run down in here you know um i mean it's arguable that hole is deep like I didn't want to, I wouldn't marshal that all weekend. That, that, it was so steep. And like you said, if one guy wads it up in there, you got eight, eight or 10 more cars coming. I'd just wait for them to all go, you know, and if they all wad up, then they all wad up, you know, and I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't, I can't imagine that he intentionally went out there to try to smooth the track out. Right, right. I just think he saw it as a whole, like, and was like, hey, this needs to be fixed. Yeah, like, that was not even the worst spot on the track, you know what right. I mean? So if he was doing it to try to smooth the track out, I think he would have done it somewhere else, you know? Yeah. Just just me. I mean. <laughs> I was just like, what is he doing? It, yeah. He's supposed yeah, to be doing like, that. I don't really know, like, one shovel and guy on the track, like, before the main trying to fix it, like, I don't even know why, and even if he fixed it properly, what would have been helped? Like because it's everyone's yeah. running on the same yeah. track. It's yeah. not like yeah. the AE guys are only guys who no. crashed it. And looking <laughs> at their weekend, I gotta be honest here. Like it didn't help. That, that <laughs> no. like even fixing that bump wouldn't have given them any any help. Like exactly. they barely made the mains, and yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> like Ungara was there, but even yeah. him was like struggling so. exactly that's what i mean that one bump ain't gonna make a shit of difference you know yeah it, it, it was, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, i don't know what they were doing but that was that was definitely weird i don't think i've ever seen that i've never seen it either i've never seen it either um but i just had to mention it because it was on the internet a lot and it wasn't a shovel oh. people it was a tramper it was uh yeah he was uh, scraping uh, on the sides of the berm with a tramper and yeah. then tramping that hole so yeah. um Anyway, so the start of the race started. It was, you can, you, I mean, this is what everybody was here for. It was, the atmosphere was great. Like, people were screaming, drinking, like, you know, everybody, like, when they were introducing, I think Cole Ogden got the biggest uh, 
<laughs> I think he got the biggest applause. And you could just feel it. Like, this was Nitro Buggy here at DNC. And when it started, uh, I just kind of, you know, I was nervous. Uh, my nervous kind of went away when, like, Ronald Falk fell way to the back. I was like, all right, now I can focus on the race a little bit more. <laughs> but, man, Joe Bornhorst and Mayfield just kind of fucking just, just kind of got out to a lead. And just, that was it. Like, I mean, uh, nobody had nothing for either of them. Once you, I think once they got out to that lead and then that whole backpack of guys were just, the race was really from third on to sixth and seventh. And, um, yeah, but I mean, it was already on the first lap. They had like, uh, like what's the five minutes, five minutes, uh, uh, done. And Tebow is like 15 seconds behind. So like, yeah straight from the start like they got they just got like neither had any anything happen they had a clean starts and everyone behind them just crashed and all the mm -hmm. time. Oh, so, it was yeah. cluster behind them yeah it was so bad um yeah but i mean it was interesting i i'm i'm really disappointed that sort of just not see fend and run get out front in the start because looking at these guys laps like just their race pace was like so good fen made a lot of dumb mistakes because fen was like so did ronafog man he made mistakes in the beginning too he made too but like fen was like fast fast he was like mm -hmm. faster than last year but he's just like he had the third place locked down and if he just keep if he would have just kept clean laps till the end he probably would have ended up second because he was like his best laps like over half a second faster than mayfield he's like top five laps was like so fast but he just crashed a lot i think ronifolk was very consistent like super consistent he ran low 40s like very consistently at at when he was alone and trying to catch up because he was he was like he had one lap that was also a minute minute so he was born horse like coming into the first pits born horse was right behind him so he got yeah. a really he almost got lapped start. by born horse yeah so, so that was like I, i'm in that sense i would have liked to see what would have happened because in my opinion fend and ronafalk looked the fastest out there fend most likely would have crashed because he ended up ended up fourth anyway even though he had a huge lead on on david at one point but i would have liked to see if mayfield could have hold held this these both of these guys off i most likely he probably could have because he just kept like he didn't make any mistakes like he just <laughs> kept at it but it would have been nice to see sort of a race for the win because i think that would have been really possible had everyone like on the top back had a good start yeah i would yeah. have to agree with you go ahead tony go ahead yeah. sorry mayfield's not pushing when he's got a lead so yeah you know dakota down in 10th oh i'll put a hundred dollars on the table he's gonna throw down a heater but like you said, he's going to have the next three laps are going to be 47s, 45s. Yeah. You know, I mean, when you're in 12th, you better throw down a hot lap. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah, I, I don't I don't think anybody had the consistency. To no, David you know, definitely had because I looked, I, I went through laps one by one like David did. I think I, I can't remember, like pro like full tank of laps under 41. So that was like no one, like no one had anything 
similar to he that. was also the only one doing uh 10 minute well nine minute pits too yeah so main. like david was next level in terms of like consistent consistency like he caught up like 15 seconds to like mm -hmm. testman in like two tanks yeah like just yeah. driving not not like crashes and you just like on track like pace wise so like that's why i would be interested to see like could mayfield have could mayfield have matched that because like like Fend was definitely fast on like his fast lap. He could do like 39.6 or 39.7, whatever was the best lap. Then he could 39.9 and then low 40, but then he'd always crash. So he'd like, he had these three lap sort of stretches where he had super good pace and then he'd always crash. And that's why Fend, like Fend was closer to, um, Fend was closer to Mournhorst than Mayfield at the started race than he was at the end. But like Ronifog was the opposite. He was actually closer to, the front guys after the first pit stops like he was further away after the first pit stops than he was at the end so that's why i'm interested to see like i would have been interested to see like could he have actually matched him i think but i i mean i gotta be honest i think mayfield would have still won it but i'm just yeah i, I would like to see the race because, i know what you mean but, but i'm because i, I yeah. just mean like fend fend unless fans oh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. Unless he's in the top three halfway through the race, I think it's. I, yeah, I, I, I kind of agree. I'll say it. I'll say it. I think it's blowout. Like, you know, yeah. it, it's it's heater and then two marshals and then heater and then two marshals. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I kind of get that, but I yeah, uh, yeah, fan like fan speed is like, but that's I think that's how he bases his races. He he tries to be so fast that he can crash. Hmm. I think that's just. Like they've chosen, like him and Barry Baker, like maybe they talked about it, most likely not, but they have made the decision unconscious or, or not. Like they have made the decision that this is the way they approach their racing. We try to be so much faster than everyone else that we can just crash whenever we want. So I think, I think that's what Fen tries to do. And that's why he needs to get out front so he knows, like, okay, now I cannot crash. Now I can. But when he's all the way back, like he was here, he doesn't really know. So he doesn't know where he can push. So he just pushes all the time and then he just makes mistakes. I think that's what happens to him. Uh, and I think that's why he blows out because when he doesn't have that sort of knowledge of where I actually am, am I leading, am I not? Or could I catch these guys or not? Then he just starts to make just like dumb mistakes. But yeah, I, I mean... Yeah, I think Mayfield, like, he's just so good at these races. Like, DNC, mm -hmm. like, this is, like, this is his best race always. I think, I don't know if it's his driving style or he's just knows how this track work, these tracks work or what it, what is it. But he's just, like, he always seems like he's comfortable. That's, like, that's, to me, that's the interesting part because... A lot of these other guys can be fast, can challenge him, but very rarely you can see like, oh, this guy's comfortable. Or Mayfield always looks comfortable. Yeah, we his cars just look great. I mean, yeah, and it, it, they look like they're really easy to drive. Like you don't but see, I yeah, but I doubt they directions everywhere. Yeah, but uh, like the thing is, like looking at his setups and knowing how how like the car is. I don't think they are that easy, which is interesting. I think he's just that good 
and mm. making it look that good because like like Robert didn't look good like any any other of the Mugen guys didn't look that good that's always interesting about Mayfield where he just I think it's just that he's one with the car and he knows what to do and that's sort of that's so interesting about him I think he's just so talented like obviously Mugen is a good car I'm not saying that it's yeah. it's anything anything less but I think I think it's more of that he knows what he needs to do and he knows how to do it 45 minutes uh, yeah. on tracks like this. For sure. But the setup you read is not completely. Yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. true. There, yeah, there's, there's a few significant changes that they do that. Yeah. Make it way good on these tracks. Yeah. So Something I wanted to time. add. Mayfield was wearing I don't know if they were glasses or just uh, protection from the wind. Yeah, they're just gog- like small goggles. Okay, so they weren't yeah. like prescription glasses or anything. Uh, but yeah, I mean, what can we say? Like he's he saves his, he says, yeah, I may not be the fastest in qualifying, but this is where it counts. Yeah. And he got out to a lead and he made very zero mistakes and you win. It's, it's simple as that. And while all the rest of the guys are battling in the back to get up to you, you can just turn it on and off when you want to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, let, them, let them kill each other back there. Yeah, yeah. this is exactly what he done at the yeah. nationals. Exactly what he done different. at the nationals. Yeah, it is, but it's it's different from like Ongaro because Ongaro just kills people with how fast he is, mm-hmm. but Mayfield doesn't do that. He sort of he mm-hmm. drains the guy behind you because yeah. when he sees you pick up the pace, he does he it does. too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he he, he just. He wears you out, and then when mm-hmm. you crack, he keeps going. So that's mm-hmm. I think it's it's more mental than it might seem. He's yeah. definitely fast. Like most of the time, he's if you look at uh, like a long long range, he's the fastest guy out there. But on top of that, he doesn't crack. He, you you rarely see him make that sort of like we saw that at uh, Southern Nuts last year, where mm-hmm. Fend made him crack, but. That's very rare. You very rarely see that happen to him. Mm-hmm. So Angaro is like Fend, but less mistakes. He can, yeah, he can, yeah. He'll, he can throw it down in the first round of qualifying and have the fastest times all through the weekend. But he's much more consistent, you know. Yeah, yeah, and and I think he he sort of has a race plan and he sticks to it. Yep. Whereas Fend just tries to be fast and then something happens and he doesn't know what to do. Yeah. It's a reaction, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I also agree with you, Lex. I would have liked to have seen maybe uh, him. It maybe if I, you know, it's a lot of would have, should have, could have, but maybe yeah. if it run off when I had such a bad start, he would have been in the mix, but that's racing, you know? And when I yeah. talked to him afterwards, he wasn't happy with fifth. He's like, I'll take it. Yeah. But I want to win. You know what I mean? And yeah. <clears throat> I and I I know one horse would want to win too, but I think a good a good second for him is good. And I think these guys that have battled it out from behind were the real race and just man, Mayfield, man. I mean, what can we what can we say? He does it again. And yeah. It's like until somebody finds a way to stop this, he's gonna do it over and over again. So it's yeah. going to be interesting to yeah. see what happens and here to uh, me, at the world. To me, this the scary part about this is, <clears throat> I think David was the only guy who seemed close, 
And I think even he probably wouldn't have won it in the end. So that's, to me, the scary part. Obviously, the worlds will be completely different. I think, like, we saw it at, in Perth. Like, Mayfield had all the keys to, like, like the car probably was good. He had an OS engine in the main. There was sort of no excuses at that point. But on tracks like that, he isn't as, as dominant. And Ongara, with his raw pace, could just dominate over him. So I think I think that will be an issue of him at the Worlds again. But this this time he's better off like going into the Worlds. Like the way he's dominated for the past mm-hmm. year, like that's like very rarely have we seen like an American guy like this. Like Tessin was the last guy to do this. Mm-hmm. I would agree there. I would agree there. <clears throat> very good race for him, man. Um, his program yeah. is on. It's just. On his whole race program's good right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he's yeah, he's he's the he's he's the top driver. I will say this. I think the Euros suffered from yeah, that was close, wasn't it? Yeah. Um I and I'm not making excuses, uh, but I will say maybe a little bit of rust. It's been a long time since they've I mean they've raced each other, but to be at a race on this this level where the Americans have yeah. been racing for so long. I'm not saying I'm just saying maybe just a little bit, but no man, Mayfield yeah. just and, blew these guys' doors yeah. off. Simple as but that. Be, yeah, but being honest, like David is the only guy who races at grip levels like this. Like mm-hmm. the like Finland, Sweden, n- anymore. Like these days, Denmark isn't even like that. But basically, Finland, Sweden, maybe like Estonia. Like that's the only places where you have this type of soft dirt. Uh, like anywhere south from there, it's so hot. Uh, the dirt is always like like uh, rolled out uh, a lot of these tracks use sugar uh, or something like that and it's h- very abrasive high speed no jumps or the jumps are they're very low so like someone like robert like he shouldn't do good at these races like i was surprised in 2018 to see him do that while finishing i believe he finished second but like yeah they like I'm not surprised that the Euros didn't do that well because, like, and also, like, like Ongara's, like, the way Ongara and Kana set up their cars and the way these cars actually are, like, they aren't, like, they aren't made for tracks like this. So, yeah, it's. It is what it is. I'm not not even surprised. Like, I I feel like when, when we saw Ongara and Robert and David be like on the top like like fighting for the win each time at dnc i think that was just like americans underperforming now americans have picked up their level especially mayfield and uh, yeah now we see sort of where the euro should be that's my take on okay i could deal with that um tony your synopsis on on the on on the whole pro a main and then we'll move on to a few more like what we didn't like, and then uh, you know, close up on, finish up on the DNC cover, on the DNC recap. Yeah, I, I, we watched that. I watched it from the hotel room, and and uh, it was pretty amazing to see, you know, Ryan just throw laps down again. You know, like like we've been saying, he's not gonna set the world on fire with a fast lap, but it's like, you know, ten, fifteen in a row, and. 
And over the long haul, that's what it's all about. He, he knows that now. Like 10 years ago, he would go out there and try to set hot lap, whether it was the main, the qualifier, practice, didn't matter. Wanted to be the fastest guy, period. Now it's totally changed. And it, it's, you know, it's a 45-minute race. And, and he just chips, chips away and chips away and chips away. And pretty soon he's 10 seconds out front. And catching somebody on this track dude, it's not happening. I mean, mm -hmm. yeah. in any of the classes, because the top 20 guys in every single class are right there together, you're not going to reel anybody in, you know? So at that point, you have to hopefully make some mistake or a bad pit or something like that and everything like that's solid. So yeah, I mean, he's on top. He'll be on top till somebody can take him down i don't see it happening here for a while i mean jared's right there with him they had a good battle in the truck but you know it's hit or miss i think mayfield goes into every single race with the most confidence out of all these guys you know yeah. he walks into the race i can win this race yeah i i think he does i think it is i don't know think of that yeah and i don't know how many two how many other guys can actually honestly think that to themselves i can win this race you know, I can win this weekend, you know? Yeah. So yeah, it was, it was, it was good to watch. It was the track made the race really interesting, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just wanted to go over. So, uh, Ty Tasman was third. I think, I think that was dude after being in the B main. Yeah. Like, you dude. know, uh, third, he'll take third. That's a good result for him. He was, yeah. he was but definitely I, not I think, a third place driver all week, but, yeah. uh, yeah. Yeah, I think Tony made a good point in, in our notes that, like, he shouldn't qualify in the B. Like, no, he shouldn't. No matter if he has a decent weekend, medium weekend, bad weekend, no matter how his weekend is, at the worst, he should be, like, eighth after qualifying. Yeah. Like, uh, since he joined X-Ray, like, I, like, he's never, he, he's been back at times, but he's never been fully back. I think, I mean, I think you can just lock it in that, yeah, he's not a pillable guy. I think, like, at this point, you just got to say it. Because, like, this guy was some, was the dominant guy. Like, he was young. He was, like, I don't know, barely 21 or 22, something like that. He won the Worlds, won every single race in America, pretty much. Dominated everything. And then just like slightly have has fallen off and now he just wins w one race here and there that's good yeah other people have probably picked up as well okay but like this guy was was the guy for like since 2012 mm -hmm. up to like 2015 16. so, so think about this yeah. if you handed him an hb car would he would he improve immediately i like at this point i gotta say yes yeah i think so too yeah, because I, I think so, too. I just don't think he's never really gelled with this car. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then throw in the, the tire change, engine change, being stuck in Canada for a couple of years. Yeah, you know? that didn't help for sure. So yeah. I think, it, you know, but a good comeback. You shouldn't be in a B, but a good comeback. Put your head. Man, his engine sounded the best all weekend. Like, them things sounded like as 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 nickname was scouted cockroaches on the hot tin roof. <laughs> uh okay uh 
Man, I have to say this. The time of the Iceman has cometh. Mason Fuller, sixth. Sixth? I, yeah. What can we say about this young man? He's getting better each race, you know? Uh, not on pace with these guys, though. but sixth place. He's loving the HB, yeah. you know, talking to him. He's enjoying it. Uh, he's, he, he's, he says, I'm faster with it than I was with my TLR. And I mean, he's the top HP guy. Seventh is Tebow. He wouldn't be happy with that. He would want a better result than that. You know, Tebow would want to win or first place. I mean, or third or top three. Uh, Jackson Brunson in eighth. If you would have, if you would have told me Jackson Brunson yeah. would be eighth at DNC. And Ty was going to have to bump in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You'd think the other way around. Yeah. I, I, I mean, even him talking to him, he's, he's happy with the car. Says easy to drive. So, um, and then I, I'm, and then Angaro ninth, like, like that's nothing. He, he, once again, he's come to DNC and done nothing. So he has to, at some yeah. point, Angaro is going to have to do well, win one of these races in America. Not all, like, yeah, he won RCGP, but like at a caliber of race of this, with this much competition, he's going to have to win one of these at some point in his career. And, um, yeah, CJ Jalen yeah. ninth, I think CJ Jalen, a ninth is good for him. He, uh, you know, it's kind of, I was talking to him. So he's kind of like moved out of his house, like, and has moved in with his real dad now. And then, you know, so he's not doing RC with his uh, stepdad anymore. And uh, he's got this private guy sponsoring him and stuff like that. So he's kind of, you know, he just went 18 too, but still a nice young man. And I think ninth's a good finish for him at DNC. You know, considering that he doesn't race much, and I yeah, think he's he's interesting because mm -hmm. when he raced for HP with Tessman, then especially after they both switched to X Ray, like this guy looked like the next Tessman. Like mm -hmm. he was fast. He was younger than Tessman at the time he made the first first A Mini at the Worlds, I believe. Uh, yeah, he made twenty eighteen and the Worlds in May. So like, like he was like this kid looked to be the next testament but then just like like when he had to leave x-ray mm -hmm. all that stuff I, I think i don't know if it was him or the people behind him or what what happened but yeah he just didn't i don't i don't know if he lost interest or he lacked support to make things happen but yeah it didn't look good for a few years and yeah perhaps it sounds like he's back part. yeah uh, Ryan Pavidis in 11th, a good finish for Ryan and, and Cole Ogden, he had the bump in and, I, I, and, and Cole's probably going to get angry at me, but I expect better than him. You know what I mean? I he should have been a contrarian. I don't expect anything from Cole anymore. I don't <laughs> expect him to do. I like when I go to a race to me, Cole could qualify in the C Cole could finish like qualify second. I don't really know anymore. He could do anything from twenty fifth to second. Like I don't, I don't, I don't have any expectations for him anymore because that's how he. Jesus, is. wow, Max, you lost all good. faith. Yeah, like I don't, like I don't, like he's he's a guy who can do good, can do bad. I don't think he even knows himself what he's what he's doing. He just goes out there, drives. Sometimes he blows out. Sometimes he starts good, like wins a semi and then that gets disqualified because of too large tank or whatever it was yeah 
Like, Which we still haven't got the results from from Raw, yeah, by the way. But uh, like at this point, I don't expect anything from Cole. Like if he if someone says yeah Cole qualified twenty fifth, I'm like yeah. If he said someone says he TQ two rounds and and or TQ one round and finished second after qualifying, I'm like yeah. Like <laughs> <laughs> it's the reaction is the same. <laughs> All right, I, I I get that. Ryan Lutz eleventh. I think he broke. Uh, he said he broke something, but he actually he got up to fourth at one point in this race and then just kind of fell back. I think he had a great DNC for Ryan Lutz. Uh, he showed a lot of pace. Kyosho looked good out there, you know, big tent. Maybe not a big team, but they had, you know, a lot a big better, bigger presence than <laughs> what least, they had at the Nationals. Yeah, at least they gave him a tent and he didn't have to pit in a van. Yeah, so yeah, I think the, the river. Yeah, <laughs> I think the future, <laughs> the future looks good for Lutz. Uh, look, dude, I'm I'm be straight up. Like Spencer Rifkin, Associated, oof, not a good weekend for them. Uh, revealing of a new car and not doing too well. You know, um, I I think I Mayako wins the new car it. reveal. No, uh, actually Mugen does because they had the first. You know, they have the the new the new Mugen. Okay. But they ran the, this real. the same car last year. Like yes, we know this, but you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah. But like associated cars, like a lot new. The e-buggy's a lot, yeah. very much new, and just not a very good debut for them guys. Like they want to, like the AE guys are just on the struggle bus. Like Aiden Horn, Cole Tallard, those guys were just you know struggling. You know, but like well, we, this, this is actually what happened last time too. But you can go ahead, Tony. So. I think in silly season, we kind of hit on this a little bit where AE lost quite a few guys. And I think there's a lot of faith in the top guys, you know, and if, if Angaro and Rivkin don't really make it happen, you know, it's going to look like a bad weekend for them, you know? So, you look at the other teams and they've got quite a few people out there. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't, did they go out and practice a bunch before the, I don't Yeah, think... they were at this track. Uh, they were, were they? testing the car. Yeah. They had oh, put a video okay. about it and all that stuff too. So and guess... unusual for Aiden. Aiden usually is in the mains, but he said he hasn't really been really racing eight scale a lot. They got him racing 10 scale. No, I don't think he has ever been good at a DNC though. Yeah, he has. Like he, he's, he's only done he, two, like, three. Yeah, like let's be honest. Like Aiden Horn had good nats. I've never seen him do good any at age scale anywhere else. He has. He's finished fifth at some other races. <clears throat> yeah, well, fifth at some East Coast races, not. No, but like, these are races with okay. the same competition, not the European guys. But you know what I mean. Yeah, but it's, um, it's different though. Like, I get it. Fifth I, is okay, but it's not like DNC main fighting for a good position. You know, it's and, it's different level. And one and one more shout out before we do this, before Max goes ape shit on A on AE. Uh we gotta go to we gotta <laughs> talk about to Frankie Contreras. Frankie Contreras Jr. Uh finished, he broke, it looks like. And uh he broke with only three laps in or sixteen laps, sorry. Unfortunate, this is another fast kid. I would like to see him get out of the West Coast area, maybe get down to some of these bigger race time events and see what he can do there against those guys. But Super impressive to make an A main, you know, at 14, yeah, 15 crazy. years old when you was running intermediate last year. Now, a lot of people will say, well, this is like his home track or, you know, he practices a lot. But 
hey, you made it. Yeah. You made a freaking A, man. Congratulations to you. And I want, <clears throat> I like to see him race some more. So TLR, make some money on the budget for him and send him down to race time and those events. Uh, all right. Uh, so real quick before we close up, because we got, I don't want to go over two hours of this. Nine hundred and eighty something entries. Uh, too much. Nope. You say too much. Uh, you say, as a racer, did you feel like it was it was it wasn't too much? I was expecting to be there later every single night. So, okay. I I think you know I I told Vicky when we went there. I said don't even ever plan of leaving the track before midnight. You okay. know, or one one a.m. So, we prepared to just kill ourselves and even with all those entries dude we were out of there at 10 11 i have to give that, it that i have all those entries i think i think that's doable you know i don't think every race should be like this uh i think that the excitement of this with the europeans coming and all that type of stuff more people came more people signed up um i i have a lot of people like well joey made a hundred thousand dollars and i'm like so what like you know what i mean so that's the whole point like it's gotta make money you know uh building the track 10 days before we even show up yeah yeah he's there every day like i agree who does that yeah i agree are these people complaining that he made a couple bucks doing that no that's what i think people complain about like i don't care that he makes money as 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 a race as a race for value as a racer I still think you don't get enough track time but i think going into this race you know that like you know what i mean i think See how you said to me your results didn't matter how you felt? Yeah. Right? So a lot of my, when I went to talk to people, the first thing they would say was, my results aren't great, but you know, like, and I'm like, we had this argument the other day of one of our buddies, Tony, he was like, I might go to the nationals, but I'm afraid to look like a, you know, like a a pleb. I'm like, who cares? You go for for this race and you're at that level, you go for the experience of this race. And um, I think, if a lot more people just did that instead of their results, they would enjoy yeah. this race a lot more. Results, but I'll be honest with yeah. you, Max, as 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 a racer and racing one class, you definitely couldn't do it at this race. No. You have to race three or oh, more. No, yeah. But uh, as a as an observer who just went, man, I could tell you that everybody had fun at this race. I think, whether yeah, you ran I, one I, class I, I or you ran honest. seven. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna be honest. Like, if I was a like I ran RC for fun, I wouldn't race DNC. I, I would just okay. go there, but not race. Because like, it's just like, you run three times a day. The track changes so much every time. You don't have warm up. You stay there all day. It's cold at night. Uh, like, yeah, it's not- yeah, all like, these crazy things, but I was like, still there from, and I had a blast. Apart from, apart from like P and B, like this is like, the most annoying race to actually drive uh but yeah it's fun to be around there uh so yeah i don't like i get it you, you, you I, the atmosphere is great it's a great event but racing wise it's like yeah it's not fun but i'm there to watch the program I, th- I don't I, I don't i'm not gonna complain that joey made money i i i'd say like hey like let's have like two practice rounds next year or like no but they couldn't like, they couldn't do two practice no, rounds you would have no, got out of there at three dude, o'clock in the like, morning like make it so that everyone has at least two practice rounds no matter what 
Like, yeah, like I don't know it, how they would do see, that like with that many In the entries. last three years, we've had more DNCs with one round of practice than two rounds of practice. Well, that's so the matter. DNC de facto has one practice round. When you go to DNC, you know you're going to have one practice round guaranteed. Maybe not even that. And like, yeah, these races aren't fun to go to the race, but it's fun to go to the event. I think that's how you like if you are an RC racer, that's the attitude you gotta have. The tracks are fun, but you don't get to drive them that much. Uh so yeah, I think go to this race, go buy some beers, hang out with your pals, and then when someone says your race is up, then go out there and drive. I think that's when you have that attitude, then this race is great. I think that's... like I, I'd say like everyone in intermediate. And probably the last 10 guys in pro should have that attitude when they go to this race. And sportsmen That's, and 40 plus is like obviously there. Yeah. So I had four guys go with us that had never been to DNC. They haven't been to a race with more than about 260 entries or so. So their RC racing experience is like a decent regional race. And when they wanted to go to this race, I said, okay, here's the deal. First thing right out of the gate, you have to have no expectations, zero, yeah. whether you are in the last main or if you TQ the whole sandwich, you cannot have any expectations because if you do, you're going to be disappointed. Okay, you're not going to have a good time because this is such a wild race and there's so many people there. It, it, it you get you have to be realistic and, and the competition competition levels high every class. Yeah, mm -hmm. every class. And and I said, you need to go just for the experience. I think everybody should go to the DNC at least once to have the experience, to see the big show, to see the track, to see all the people. And, and then after that, if you want to go, if you enjoyed it and, and, and big races are your thing, keep going, have fun, but start out on the right foot with mm -hmm. no expectations, just expect yeah. to go see all the top dogs and have all the manufacturers there and have a good time. It's basically an RC festival with some racing. Yes. You yeah. Know. That's a good way to explain it. Yeah. Yeah. And all of those guys. Dude, they had the time of their freaking lives. These guys, yeah. they're still smiling. Like they're just blown away. And it, it, it's it that's what's cool to see is that's that's the the life and the enthusiasm in RC that doesn't come around all that often. Mm. And these guys are hooked. They're like, we're going next year and the year after that, because they have a realistic, you know outlook on the event you know if you do great great if you don't it's still fun it's still fun man yeah. meeting these people met more people they had on garo <clears throat> mario in their pit working on his associated car mm -hmm. he's like wow the <laughs> world champion is in my pit working on my car because they want me to do better you know that's the stuff that goes miles for these yep. guys, you know? Yeah. So 
I think you just have to have the right expectation. You don't go to this race for a runtime, period. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We get two five-minute runs or one seven-minute run. I don't think the other three minutes makes a shit of difference. If you go out there, you get one practice run to basically learn the layout, and that's it. Your stuff better be working pretty good already, obviously. If you're out there looking for a setup, you're already done. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, you're host. So, but I think, I think, I think the the right attitude from the start makes all the difference in the world. You know. Yeah, I think I think you put it much more positively than I did. I just sort of took the negative aspects of everything. But yeah, that's exactly what I was after. That I've, yeah. I've said this about PMB before as well. Like, like this isn't a race you go. For, this is a race for the pro guys. The rest yeah. of you guys, this is a festival, an RC. Like yep. that's 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 exactly what I've I've said about PMB and and like all the big races in the East Coast, like DNC, uh, even Silver State. Uh, that's a big race as well. Like you go there for the experience. The racing is just like, oh, it's I, I ran today like two times a day or three times. Well, obviously you have two classes because you have forty plus and intermediate, so you got. A little bit more track time but most of these guys are gonna run like three classes so buggy truck and e-buggy so sort of just have that attitude that hey i'm going there to have fun and then i have my cars with me yep and then if you're the pro then you're going there to get your paycheck but it's work <laughs> for them yeah it's work yeah. for them and it should be work for them but it's not work for 98 percent yeah. of the other people you know yeah i think i think this sort of a lot of people have this attitude of I'm going to be a pro one day. I need to show my sponsors at this big event, beat PMB, beat DNC, Silver State, whatever. That's the wrong attitude. Like, yeah. like 100% say, agree. Let's say if you are a, a kid who has sponsors who's on an up and up and wants to win intermediate to show, like, hey, next year I'm going to be a pro, maybe you sort of focus on the racing more. But apart from that, one or two people, like yeah if you are not running pro class like just have fun don't care about anything yeah. and that's in my opinion that's the way to go and uh yeah that's the way you have fun at these events because you don't go to dnc or pnb or whatever race to actually race on the track you go there to have fun yeah and i think this year was even more so because of all of the COVID crap the last two years yeah. mm. It, it, the, the DN, like you said, the DNC has kind of been a little bit on the fritz. You know, they've done what they can at at the time. This year was like full prep by Joey. We had a little bit of rain, but it didn't really affect much other than yeah. Lake Ogden, which is a funny story. But uh, I mean, I think this year everybody was just extremely happy to get back. Yeah. And within our little DNC city, life was normal. Yeah. Yeah. For a week. It was. Yeah. You know, we we're all chilling. Like you said, you're having some drinks, you're hanging out, you're telling stories, pulling pranks on each other, you know, hitting the practice track. You know, we had a bunch of fun out there, you know. Practice it, track like, got used a lot. Oh, sure. dude. Practice track got blown to bits. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, we were out there having fun, racing for a couple bucks here and there. You know, I mean, it, it was it was like, you know, this year was it felt more normal for sure. For yeah, sure. it was. It definitely had a great feeling. Uh, 
I wanted to say shout out to everybody. I mean, on our personal side, like with uh, the my like in the Mayako Invisible Speed and all that stuff, man. A lot of people came up uh, and gave Joseph a lot of credit, which I know he's not used to. Uh, a lot of people came up and bought his book as well and got him to sign it. Uh, people came up uh, to me as well saying how much they like what we do, like, like you, Max, and like everybody that contributes. So it was real positive on that side of things. Um, we still had fun. You know what I mean? It was serious, but we had fun. Uh, and like I got to, you know, I got to see Paul Coleman. I haven't seen Paul Coleman since 2005. You know, and I got to hang out with him, and and then guys from Bermuda that I haven't seen since, yeah. yeah. Uh, Kimon and them guys, I haven't seen them since probably two thousand and five, two thousand and eight. Meet new people. Do so many people came up to me like, oh, I love the podcast, and I'm like, I think I should know your name, but I don't. <laughs> so I'm like, oh yeah, thanks, man. You know, and I've you know, I I I need people to introduce themselves because I know we've probably talked on Facebook, but I don't remember everybody, unfortunately. So in that type of vibe, dude, I, you know me, I went for a walk, Max, and I, I talked to everybody between her and, and go into the driver's stand, but I, I was happy. I, I had, I had, I had a lot of fun. I really did. I cannot, I cannot explain. So I went to the nationals, the nationals was fun, but not as fun as this. And I really had a, a blast, even though it was long days, I prepared myself for it mm-hmm. and I, I kind of just did it and i i would agree it was like hey here's a party and an rc race broke out at it kind mm-hmm. of yeah and yeah. i think everybody just in general had fun and the pro guys the the atmosphere in the air was like hey this is a big freaking deal because the, i just want to talk even before that like f- that's all everybody was talking about you got a revelation everyone's talking about the big race the big race everybody's here you know you get all the europeans come in early going testing you know when you have guys like ronafog zankatin even jq and Drake racing each other at Revelation at a club race, you know, shit's about to get real. And um, we just had a lot of fun as a group. And I was, I just kept saying, man, you would have really enjoyed it. Like, you know what I mean? If you would have been there, uh, it would have been great to have you there. Yeah. Uh, another thing, uh, Nitro is definitely a glory on the West Coast. Dude, you know, like uh, you go to race time events, it's like e-buggy and Nitro buggy are kind of equal uh-uh. at these races. Dude, it was 118 sportsman nitro buggies entries with only with only 78 e-buggy entries. I think 40 plus nitro buggy had 116 entries. Sportsman buggy had a 118 entries. And let's see, international nitro buggy had 115 entries that's a lot of nitro burning cars dude mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> that's a yeah lot. But, it's, but yeah it's it's interesting how like nitro buggy fills up a whole day at dnc i don't know is it, 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 how how that happens but the e-buggy is definitely much more popular east coast so yeah it's, most it's definitely but uh, hey man great great event i wanna the only thing i have to, okay i have to complain about one thing no effing have, trash cans. Uh, well, I have a couple of complaints too. Yeah. yeah. Trash cans. No trash cans this year. It was very hard to find them. Yeah. I don't know what happened to the trash cans this year. So uh, what what was available were fucking running over. So that's the only thing I would complain about is getting trash cans in again. 
Um, and lights. He needs lights. Better lights. Which I think they're getting. So, um, like on the left side of the track, it was not well lit up. There should have been a light tower over there, rented one. And um, I think that even held up a race once because one of the lights went out and and uh, went out. But so I think they're getting the lights from the motorcycle track. Was it you just telling me that, Tony? I, I don't know. What Somebody was telling me, yeah, that the yeah. motorcycle track is closing and they're getting the lights from there. So it'd be well lit up. But um, hey, you know, it's, it's a little different this year. It's the first time Joey's earned a track per se in many years since Hemet. And you can see that he's putting work into it. They have, um, you know, under, you, well, you've never been there, Max, but so under that they have these pavilions. So it's like open. It's, I don't think they have pillars in them or do they? They might do, but they got, no, they don't have no pillars. So it's all open. It's yeah. like open things. So they got carpet. Uh, they got on-road going on in there and then carpet off-road on the other side. And there's one guy taking care of that. So they, they, it's, these guys are fortunate. Like they have a great track. The, the like frick, the fucking practice track. I would love to have. You know yeah, what I mean. Right? <laughs> so um, it, yeah. it, it's good to see. Like people were having fun, dude. Like it was just yeah. like, like like Tony said. People, you just saw people. They always had like a koozie with oh. a beer neck and his camera. Your camera died. Uh, they yeah. had a, you know, they had a drink. I'm not saying that it's all about drinking at these races, but I mean, you know, we're all pretty much adults here. So uh, it, it was just good, man. It was good. I had fun. I had a blast. I haven't had this much fun at a race in a very long time. Yeah. And I met some great people. Same thing. Same thing. Our trailer was full the first couple of days with customers and people and asking about our stuff or anything like that it was like it, it just seemed like there was always somebody in there and it was really cool to meet a lot of people that you'd talked to online for years and years and years but never really met in person and yeah there was a lot of that going on and a, a lot of pit pitting uh banter and yep uh losing people's starter boxes and, oh, yeah that was and, funny <laughs> um yeah there was a lot of i think it was a good a good uh community for sure yeah that's the word i look to it was good to see everybody getting along hey oh yeah even i went to chad phillips and shook his hand and introduced myself to him and his son and said like no hard feelings you know and uh like even seeing uh joseph and born horse kind of make up even me making up with born horse like going to interview him and um even elias and joseph talked max Whew, that was surprising too they and then talked. uh they talked yeah but you know them. like they played around with each other and then elias and i talked and he goes he goes so i guess you and i have a lot in common yes like working for jq gets on your nerves yes i know how that is um so i had a good talk with him uh but yeah man the general vibe was the racers were happy to the, the fast guys were happy to be there racing against their european counterparts the europeans were happy to be there as well Yep. And I think, uh, obviously, I, I mean, nothing's perfect, but for me, I, I am looking forward to the next event. Uh, next, I, everybody's like, are you coming to Silver State? I don't know. Maybe I am. <laughs> uh, it looks like I might be, so we'll see. Uh, I, you would have liked it, Max. You would have liked it. It was a good vibe. Yeah. Great vibe. I think, Great I think vibe. actually, it was actually good that even Tony brought up the sort of aspect of like it being a festival type race because i want to see this race is actually capitalized on it like actually like 
make it a festival like have mm. a party out there like every night someone organized like there's music there's some food there's some like stuff mm. like people have actually a party up there that'd and, be good too and like there's like lounges where people can hang out so it's it's more than just what's happening on track like yeah. i get it that people have fun in the pits and that's that's great and that's what you should obviously have but i i wish like it, it was also more than that because I think this is the perfect opportunity to have that, like make it, make it so that there's like, even those people who don't really get that schooling that you, like you, Tony gave to your friends, like even those people eventually realize that, okay, Hey, this is actually the case that I'm here to have fun, not yeah. looking at my results. Yeah. I think that's what they're trying to do. Uh, yeah. and, and this year with that, uh, the racecraft rager, I didn't go because I'm old and my my shades close by 10 or 11 o'clock and I'm done. So I didn't go, but I guess they had a pretty good time out there. Ryan Reese raced his first uh, qualifier in the Hugh Hefner robe. Did you see that? No, I missed it. We got there late. <laughs> they called him Huge Hefner instead of Hugh Hefner. <laughs> hey, I think Dunga Eyes didn't stop partying the entire time oh, they no. were there. He, I was going up the driver's stand for a race and he was coming down from just running. And all he had on was a bathrobe and a towel on his head. <laughs> like, what are you doing? He's like, I just got out of bed and this was comfortable. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god! Yeah, them guys, them guys had a blast. So I'm um, sure the rager went off pretty good, you know. But all right, uh, any closing statements uh, from you, Tony? Who you think needs to work on some things going into the next race? Companies, people. Mm, I think Losi's behind the ball i think they're i think they gotta i don't know what they gotta do but it seems like they're just not got it together on the eight scale stuff it seems like i don't know what's what's missing i can't put my finger on it but when we watched the truggy main and watched them all break it was like my goodness three different drivers mm -hmm. three different driving styles same result that's not good you know, yep. that's not good. So uh, I think they finished much lower than they wanted to, without yep. a doubt. Um, I was really surprised at how small their pit setup was and how few people were there. Um, you know, Associated pretty much had the whole center section. And Losi's got like, what, four tents put together? Like, Yeah, it was very small compared to the last year I was there. Yeah, the team I mean, has a lot of shrunk a lot. Yeah, like we said, a lot of guys left this year, but, you know, um, I think uh, HB has got a huge presence still. Um, Associated was, they had a pretty big setup. Techno. Techno was, was out in force, yeah, for yeah. sure. Had all their guys there. Um, Kyosho was a bigger setup than I thought they would have. I, I wouldn't have been surprised if they had one tenth. You yeah. know, um, Mugen always strong. It's S Coast, always got a strong showing. Yeah, yeah. You got Adam and, and Ryan and those oh, guys oh. and Tim. X-Ray, too, had a good – I think all the teams had a good bit of people. I mean, the Mayako JQS Sam tents, but HB and Associated and Techno, I think, were the biggest. And the best, I have to say this, the one army guys <laughs> won the best tent setup, period. <laughs> yeah. Max, yeah. oof, they had – their tent setup was, but they had hammocks and stuff in there, dude. Yeah. 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 
they, they uh, I'm gonna get them on the podcast to talk about what they do. Uh, but yeah, I would have to agree with TLR. Something's up there. Um, I don't know what they're gonna do. It's like they get they they get forward a couple of steps and then they get pushed back a couple of more. Yeah, you know, one step forward, two two steps back. Um, I don't think they have. It seemed like they just don't have like a double throwdown nitro guy. Like Associates got Richard. Richard's mm-hmm. seen it all. He's done it all. Here's what we do and here's what we don't do. And everybody seems to have that type of person on their team. Like X-Ray's got Gord. They've raced mm-hmm. for 20 years. You know, you guys have JQ. JQ's raced for forever, you know. Um, Mugen, Adams raced forever. Losi has Barry. Barry's ran Nitro over the years, but I wouldn't say that that is his, his steak and eggs. Um, Thomas Tran. What time scale? I don't think he's ever ran nitro in his life, like himself. Right. So I think, I think maybe that person might be the missing piece. I'm not sure. Um, it's hard to say. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I think they to left me, like, I think they left the race like, what happened? You know? Yeah. Yeah. To, to me, TLR seems very interesting because they signed Cavalieri with Proline uh and they had fend like i thought like everyone thought his j concepts contract was going to run out so then they would have these two guys running os engines proline tires and tlr everything sort of horizon products uh and like everything sort of set up to have the perfect team they had thomas tran we all last year we talked about like how TLR is growing, how TLR is becoming big, and how it's coming like together, all of it. But now it just feels like everything's falling apart. Like Fen had lackluster results. The new car, they should like they had a new car. They've been running it since Silver State last year, but they haven't released it yet. Mm-hmm. So like TLR to me seems just lost. Like they have the most money behind it they have very good drivers they have in the team they should have everything set up but like they don't seem like they seem to be kind of going backwards for some reason i think yeah it does it didn't look good for him at dnc um i don't know what happened to tony he kind of veered off somewhere uh i think that's about it i don't i don't really have much else to say i just I just had a good time, man. And thank you to everybody that helped me out or gave me something or came up and shared us some love for turning his back. Back. And um, yeah, I think I tell people all the time, if you've never been to this race, you should go to it at least once. This year would have been a good year to go to it. Yeah. Even if you're not a natural racer, if you're in the area, yeah. like like Matty G stopped by. Did you see him uh, in the pits? Oh, yeah. I gave him shit. Yeah. Yeah. He was, we were up by the starting gate or whatever. And there he was. I'm like, what the hell are you doing here? And he's like, helping my friends. I'm like, what do you think of this? He's like, dude, this is crazy. I'm like, yeah. this is huge, dude. I mean, I don't know if we'll ever see a thousand entries in electric. You yeah. Know? I was like, dude, this is where the glory is. Mm-hmm. So, uh, oh, yeah, I, I had fun. Um, I got to see my buddies, my buddy Sean and Tyler came. Uh, I got to see Dibs and those guys. They were in for a big race. Uh, like the R1 works guys were there. Um, Tom Rennerkernick, Rendernick, sorry, 
came there and he was telling me about it and you know we was having a good talk and i was like how do you like your new nickname he's like i love it uh <laughs> it was good to see man everybody just popped in for a little bit of the big dnc race man and yeah kudos to jody joey and those guys hey they had what hey, a max they had a compressor area with multiple compressor spots and it had lots of lots of power you would be happy and they had tire washing spots and all that type of stuff so okay still so didn't have tables proven. for people though huh so so we're we're into the 20 21st century finally well i think because he actually has a facility there now <laughs> yeah you know yeah, what yeah. i mean so he can do it all yeah yeah good time and i had a blast i'm gonna do another recap with jq but it's gonna be about what he went through and his emotions and all that stuff and, and my emotions but dude emotions yeah he was emotional <laughs> uh I, I i can't say it man i think if you didn't go to this dnc this year you missed out on, on a great time simple as that yeah funnest race yeah. of the year for sure all yeah, right I, tony yeah. oh, sorry DNC go ahead max like the, yeah dnc is kind of like the american neo like like if neo was that race everyone went to in europe dnc is that from america i think i think that's sort of yeah and after neo is gone i think that's the only one left of races that yeah. have this atmosphere yeah uh all right so up for you next is the nationals tourney are you still going on to the nats no i'm not i'm not going to do the nats yeah. uh, i think we have one race that we might go to in the northwest in april and then mm. silver state in may okay yeah it's so close for everybody you know what I mean? And it's such a long race yeah. as well. It's another week long race. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, I'll be watching that. Tim, Tim Lime said the coverage will be great. Yeah. And then um, I guess I'm back in America for RCGP in South Carolina in three weeks, which I'm looking forward to. So yeah, back. That's going to be a little easier though. That's going to be, you know, getting there 830 starts finished by eight o'clock those days. And you know much closer too yeah yeah much closer all right well you know what uh kudos to everybody shout out to ryan mayfield for his double wins shout out to the viking for his win in e-buggy um shout out to all everybody that went and did well i have to shout out to trent and team walker and cody and all that guys and just the whole group of people that were around us that i got to meet people that i haven't seen it's great to see Paul Coleman and those guys, Tony, Miju, and your wife. Thank her for all our help. Max, thank you for your help while I was out there. Um, I had to say happy birthday to Salty Joe. It was his birthday yesterday, so he'll probably listen to this. Them guys got a new layout in Bermuda, so they're all excited to have the track today. Happy for them. If we forgot something about this DNC, I apologize. Or if I forgot to mention something, I apologize. But I met so many people, I can't remember everybody. And um, Absolutely. Yeah, I just had a blast, man. I, I'm st like, it took me a week. Like, I got home. I was so tired. I've, I've woke up 9, 30, 10 o'clock each day since I've been home. And then I still couldn't get my thoughts about this race together. Cause, and I wanted to get clear. And uh, today was a good day. Thank you for your time, Tony. Uh, check out Clinic RC, everybody. I think the, the filter's done pretty well there as well. Oh, yeah. Crazy. And, uh, that was good for us because we could answer questions in person. Good. So many good. questions. Yeah. Good. Good, good. Max, thank you for your time. We'll be recording again, I think, her soon, Max, uh, sometime this week. Uh, yeah, man, shout out to everybody. DNC was awesome. Uh, if, you, if you're planning on going next year, you should go, you know, and exactly how we said it. 
have no expectations and just expect to have fun. Be perfect. I got one that, thing here before we end. Sure. Uh, another long lifetime racer passed away this morning. Um, his name was Brian Cook. Uh, Cookie was his nickname. He's been RC racing for as long as we've been around. Really? Uh, cancer got him. Um, trying to keep it together here. Yeah. But another one rest in peace brian yeah sorry to hear where is he from what part of the uh the midwest okay. uh I don't, he moved a couple of times we were talking here just a little while ago but uh i saw on facebook this morning that he had passed away and it's like it's getting like crazy common now uh, it's like oh my gosh it, it i don't know yeah brian, even more even more why we should enjoy these moments of being together and enjoying absolutely. what we do yeah yeah you know, everybody enjoying just having fun and, and that because you never know you know yep. when when the clock runs out but rest in peace brian we'll miss you man yes rest in peace to him and his family also rest in peace to robbie diamond i see that they had yep. a a big benefit race for him yesterday lance and those guys so you know it's it's sad to see our nitro our rc family go away so we gotta enjoy the time that we do have with these people if, if everybody max anything to say before we leave no man dnc was great as always um yeah yeah i wish i wish i was there though i i kind of i kind of want to start traveling again uh yeah RC, hanging out with people that just just hanging out around the pits is, is great so by the way you're very popular now people Am enjoy I? yeah listening to the arrogant one or homeless max they like <laughs> listening to your answers so one guy calls you max yeah. morty i don't know he just yeah, morty, man. next year uh, for sure yeah you should come yeah all right guys well thank you for your time thank you everybody for listening to us ramble on about our dnc it was great uh if you guys want share some of your experiences in the comments of this uh, thank you to everybody that supports us, the NNRC squad around the world. We can't do it without you guys. Thank you to the um, the patrons of the podcast. You guys will get early release of this. Once again, happy birthday to my boy, Salty Joe. Shout out to the awesome sponsors. Remember, guys, we can't do this without, without our sponsors. Showing them some love shows us some love. Invisible Speed, TZO Tires had a great new show in at, uh, at DNC, High Tech RC, TNR Fuels, Beach RC, it was great to see Brent and those guys. Happy for him as well. Great result for him in SWAX. Techno RC was great to see those guys again. Lugs tires, I got to see Brad. He come by. Mayako, JQSM, G Spec RC tuning. Finally got to meet him, my buddy. Papa Willie's Traction Tonic, Racecraft USA. Finally got to meet those guys. I got my pink flamingo hat. I'll have it in studio here soon. Clinic RC, JTP, JTP RC, RCGP, House of RC. RC Kevin, shout out to the Viking, the doctor, uh, the Spaniard, and all the drivers that support the NNRC. Excuse me. Hey, Nitro's the glory. E-Buggy pays the bills. If you ain't grinding, you're sliding. Thank you guys for your time. We are out.